Hello, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Cantina MX's podcast, edition 133. Sean ustedes bienvenidos a otra edición de la Cantina MX podcast, porque en español, pues, por la única razón que se debe de transmitir en español es porque ganaron las chivas. Leyenda del fútbol mexicano. And we have a Chiva Hermano joining us, not in Mexico, but in, in, in northern Mexico, otherwise known as Southern California. Of course, uh, talking about uh, Joel Aceves joins us, uh, at least temporarily, before he uh, uh, has to step off and join us again. Joel, uh, you, you predicted Chivas would make the final, but you, 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 you were... You were you were steadfast in your in, in your decisions not to not, not, not to go beyond that, but uh, you know you know Chivas uh, at least uh, at least my opinion you know, he proved that, that you know you know finals are played to be won and not not played to, to be pretty. And that's what Chivas did last night. They played to win it. Uh, things kind of got bad for them, but you know with the score, but they were still you know then you know Chivas wasn't going to make any terrible mistakes of any kind. They didn't. And then they they they, they took it to penalty kicks and there you go. That they did, John. It was it was nerve wracking at the end. Yeah. You know. Was your was your heart heart were you heart your throat there, Juan? A bit, a bit. It's a. I mean, I I've been there before, you know, Libertadores. Right. And uh, you know, to lose a final, it's. It's, it could be pretty crushing. Um, well, for your team to lose it, I should say. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I, I am well aware. I was in, in, I remember in Corpus Christi uh, uh, watching the last time a Liga MX team was defeated in the, in, in the CONCACAF Conca Champions oh. Cup. <laughs> and, uh, and just watching the game and just I'm watching Pumas just, just miss chance after chance after chance. And it's like. You know what is what yeah. is going on, and uh, yeah. So it was. I mean, of course, that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm sure Toronto fans, uh, you know, th thought that they had it, uh, you know, in the bag when when they when they got the draw. But uh, you know, Chivas, by virtue of their blowout win over the team from uh, from the Dominican Republic, I think it was Cibao, you know, and then all the goals they scored. That was the reason why they got the host. Uh, the second leg in in Guadalajara, and it ended up being you know huge for them because I do think that the crowd had an adverse effect on on Toronto yesterday. And Chivas then uh, pulls, uh, you know, they get the penalties and they win uh, the Concacaf League, Concacaf Cup, whatever you want to call it, for the uh, first time in, in in over 50 years. So congratulations to to, to all Chivas fans everywhere. And it always cracks me up how, how how quickly Chivas fans come out of the woodwork. When uh, when when titles are won, you know you don't hear from. I mean, you hear from some of them, but you don't hear from a lot of them until. You know. So, you know, I knew this was going to happen. So it's something we talked about about uh, the club deciding between the league and the cup, and they had, you know, Almeida had hinted at it already, and uh, yeah, they threw the last games. They they. Played them with the reserves, and um, I was some fans getting upset. But after last night's win, a lot of that seemed to have been forgotten. Everyone's now looking forward to 
to um, the FIFA Club's World Cup, and I'm already seeing some of the memes about look at Real Madrid and stuff to that effect. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Real Madrid are, are quaking in their boots, knowing that uh, <laughs> that, that, that that Dubai is getting ready to have a have a have a have a Chiva hermano invasion landing on them. So uh, I'm sure that that's on its way. Now, well, well, you know, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say that the Chiva team that, that does end up in, you know, at the club's World Cup might not be the same one we're watching now. Right. Okay. Yeah, a lot of players, maybe even the coach, might not Hoy, might not be around anymore. Hoy, I don't want to. Well, I, I I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, there's something really strange going on outside my window. I'm not sure what it is. I'm gonna open the window if you don't mind and see if I'm not sure what's what's going on out there. Oh wait, here it is. No. Oh, you know what that was? Hold that was Michael Bradley's ball finally coming to finally coming to rest <laughs> in, my, in my backyard. I mean, you have to feel for 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 Toronto, you know, for you know, as 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 you know, there's a lot of uh, I wouldn't call it poetic justice, but it just seemed like it was so appropriate for you know, as Ron had pointed out over the past couple of weeks on the shows, you know, since the the U.S. isn't going on the World Cup, like like this tournament was was their World Cup, even if it was a Toronto team, mm-hmm. it was it was still an MLS team. And, and 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 I give full credit to Toronto for for navigating the the gauntlet that they had to navigate to get to where they were last night. I mean, and they were, you know, they, they were the with, heavy with, lifting for Chivas. They did, and they were, you know, they were, uh, they were, uh, you know, if, if a guy just puts just puts his boot on the ball firmly away from uh, from 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 winning the game there at the end. And it it didn't uh, it didn't happen that way for 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 Toronto, but I mean they 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 beat Tigres in the quarterfinals, they handily beat America in the in in the, in the semifinals. They were they went down to uh, Guadalajara, but by the time halftime uh, rolled around last night, they had already uh, not only had they you know made up that difference, but they you know if if they scored the next goal, that was going to put Chivas in a in a major major major. Uh, uh, Situation, knowing that they would have to score two for, for that to happen, for them to win, and then Chivas, yeah, you know, it seemed like both teams kind of settled into, you know, we're, we're not going to do anything crazy, but we are going to take, you know, t- take our chances when we can, and both of them had had some chances, but they ended up going to, penalty. and I got to tell you, I like I like not having to play that extra half hour. I like it going straight to penalties. I, I like that a lot more. I'm not a big fan of extra time. To me, extra time is play extra time for a win. You know, and that's why I, I'm probably like the only person on the planet that liked the golden goal rule because I thought that was, you know, if you played 90 minutes of soccer and you can't and you can't settle something, then I've never understood. Well, you know, we need to have a chance to to to, to, to answer the goal that's scored in extra time. No, you don't. That's why it's called extra time. So to me, I, I, I like the immediate finality of having the penalty kicks right after the 90 minutes. I think it, it gave. Uh, and besides, I mean, did, did, how often do you ever think, oh, man, that extra time was outstanding? Extra time is usually just <laughs> long. They're just, they're just terrible. I mean, you know, nothing ever happens. You yeah, are very rare. And, and then, yeah, it's, it's hard on the players. Some of them are already playing injured. Or in, and then they're out of, you know, unless you were allowed to make two extra cambios or something like that. Well, I believe they did finally add one extra cambio for, 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 uh, 
for extra time. So they are allowed a fourth substitution for yeah. extra time. So, so, so that is good. So for Chivas, so, so Chivas, uh, apparently they haven't gotten, it's not that they haven't gotten paid, they haven't gotten paid their bonuses. Wait, wait, John. For, oh, wait, wait. No, wait, hang I on, hang on, hang on. Is this, is this a, do we need to turn on the, the, the sirens? No, there's no news. Oh. I was just going to talk about my final thoughts on the game. Oh, okay, um, okay. Just, just some of the stuff we mentioned about the pressure that it was going to be, because I said, uh, there's going to be more pressure on on Toronto just because it's from two, you know, not just MLS US but also Canada, and it's something we saw going into the penalty kicks. You could see that they were more nervous about that. Which they were definitely is, more nervous. And and, right. and yeah, it's something we were talking about just earlier. How having the Copa MX helped Chivas because they were in that situation of playing finals of, of being in penalty kicks. And it helps helps if you're a player. That all right, this is like my third go around. Uh, Pulido, for example, he had that one miss in in a Copa MX finals. This time he he put it in, you know, but he he gone through that already. Right, and but it, you know it's not just I mean just the Copa MX and that whole uh, you know a second round. There's all elimination games. Yeah. So Chivas had 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 it wasn't just you know they they had a uh, you know a more than a more than a few. Penalty rounds and 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 it definitely I mean it helped guys like you know Pulido Suarez who had missed in those understand that I mean you cannot mess around in in the penalty kicks you know, and and put the ball where even if the goalie guesses right there he's not going to stop it and every single one except for the first one Anis you know kind of got lucky but 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 the remaining shots were they were hitting the uh, you know the part of the net that was you know if if not the side netting you know, the absolute corner of the net. And uh, I mean, those, they were per- perfect kicks. Yeah. They were perfect kicks for Chivas. Yeah, and, and, and in then, Toronto, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, that's that's my other point. Where this this final reminded me of the Libertadores games, where the Mexican team would would get pretty far, and they would dominate and then and still lose. They would have the better chances. They would, you know, they would do the heavy lifting and then end up losing. Uh, so I think the the roles got inverted. Toronto was a Mexican team this time. That's Wait, a very interesting point. I remember <laughs> years ago I was. I remember one time I was uh, I was traveling somewhere and you know I I got you know I settled in and I turned on TV and there was a Libertadores match and it was Santos against River Plate and it was in <clears throat> Torreon. That's gonna be fantastic. And the game played out exactly as you described. Santos <laughs> dominates. Create a multitude of chances, can't cash any of them in, and then River Plate at the last, you know, in the last 15 minutes of the game, you know, scores the winner, Isakawa. Yeah, and, and and you know we saw in Libertadores with the Mexican teams, they would get really far, but they would be unable to to win to win their home game, and right. that would hurt them in the final. It, it would hurt them. Um, so yeah, we we saw it with. Um, with with Tigres recently, Cruz Azul, some of these other teams that got really far. Um, so this time it's just, it feels good to be on the other side. John, uh, I, 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 I will uh, I, I will assume that it does. Uh, it's not uh, you know the Coca Champions is not something that the, you know my Pumas when they and they've been in the Coca Champions plenty. Uh, at least this latest <laughs> incarnation. I'm 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 being serious. You know this latest incarnation they played it four or five times. 
And for well, whatever reason, they just can't make the final. You know, they'll just just doesn't happen. My last point before we bring Chiki's Chiki's yes. into the mix. He's Please. Been, he's been quite the supreme gentleman waiting on the side. Um, it's Almeida, you know. He's 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 now put his name up there with the Chiva Great. Um, it's he has five titles now, so he's the second most winning coach. Even though I would say he only has one league title, I would I would pre- I would put league titles at the top of. Yeah, uh, I think it even well. goes league titles. And then yes. Coca Champions, and then Copa, and then whatever the the Super, you know that that yeah. that to me is uh, those are so, throwaways. Yeah. So real quick for the Chivarmanos out there, Javier de la Torre, who he passed away a few years back. He's uh, he's a dad of uh, Yayo de la Torre and uncle of the Chepo and Nestor. So Javier de la Torre has twelve titles with Chivas. Yes, about five league titles. Again, with De La Torre. Are you a De La Torre? Are you Joel Aceves De La Torre? No, but I have to. We can't forget, you know, I don't want to forget the people that helped forge Chivas into what it is, and we can't just dismiss it, you know, because I know there's a lot of new fans, and a lot of them are already singing high praises, but we've been a bit fortunate with these. This is like a mini Campionissimo era. Not, you know what I mean, right, John? I mean, two Copa MX, a Super Copa. Some of these cups are it's great to win them. And it's good to have them, but at the same time, they're pretty like small tournaments. You know, you just play like four or five games, and the Super Copa just one game. So it's it's yeah, it's, it sounds bad to it sounds like I'm taking credit away, but we have to call it like it is, John. Well, you you do. You're right, Joel. But you can only you know win tournaments that that, that you're entering. Yeah. No, but and... see, that's that's my other thing. Cause I know, I I know Almeida is is becoming right now. He must be, you know, number one for national team, which is I know that's what he's gunning for, and he's he's basically won everything there is to win with Chivas. Well, he just has the last cup to go, but that's one that could be forgiven. Um, but, is, but isn't it that, just like go ahead, go ahead no, at the league, at the league uh, you know, Adejado he, he's left much to be desired right there you know, missed, missed two liguillas already in a row he's only won one the rest, he's all been eliminated in the first round both against America you know, Clasico so I mean, he's he's got a couple losses up there he lost two Clásico Tapatios in a row as well, the season last. So I, I know people. John, you've so, been so one of while, them. While, while, everybody, while everybody is, is, is falling in love with all the pretty parts, <laughs> you are still fixated on the warts. <laughs> You're like that guy no. that looks at me and says, you know, he's got six toes. I don't, I don't know if I, can, if I can do that. Six toes. Not to that extent, but I'm just saying let's not let's not go overboard, you know. He he deserves a lot of credit, but let's not. No, you know, no, before I, I we introduce really, I really. before we introduce Chiquis, do, do you want to hear it? I just just one time before we introduce Chiquis, just once. Just a little little tale, you want to hear the whole thing. All right, I'll I'll listen to it. Alright, here we go. <laughs> See, when they win, you got to play the whole thing. You can't just, you know, just play a little. 
with Bojoni actually a couple of things. Uh, uh, Chiquis uh, Albert uh, Campa joins us from Co- How beautiful was today here here in Central Texas, Chiquis? Very, very nice. Awesome weather. Uh, good uh, post, post-match post weather, post-championship weather. It's just going to be even greater whenever Chivas beats Real Madrid in the Club World Cup. The weather should be awesome after well, that. I think that's, that, that, goes, <laughs> that goes without saying. Now, now, now Chiquis, you're not a drinker. I'm not... You know this this day that we had here in Central Texas was you know this, this would be a good day to to, to uh, nurse the hangover I think you know which is as, as beautiful as I actually got to play a little golf today which I was I was very happy about but uh, I do want to ask there our is. gentleman that joins us Rigo uh, up up in the in the New York metropolitan area how how how, how did you deal with your hangover this morning sir I actually did not drink can go I'm 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 I'm, I'm impressed congratulations. I'm a I'm a big proponent of not drinking during these kind of moments. Uh, I just I'm too nervous, right? And I uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just I just oh, I didn't drink, and uh, so I wasn't really hungover. I was just really tired from all the post post game celebration and and watching all the interviews and and uh, didn't go to sleep till like one thirty in the morning. Wow. Wow, so you were you were you were you were you were sucking the marrow out out of the victory last night. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Did you was, uh, did you venture go there for a minute? So did you it, venture it into made... into enemy territory and 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 pay your respect, or did you go and lob some grenades? No, no, I didn't. I didn't do anything until this morning. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was just enjoying the enjoying the sweet victory. This morning was when I was uh, I made it into the MLS subreddit and. Uh, and then I uh, saw some tweets on the, on the timeline, so I went to go comment. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sprayed and, the gasoline and, and lit yeah. fire on your way out. And then I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand. Now, now, I know that you guys just joined us, and I don't want to uh, uh, make you guys nervous or anything, but, but, but I do have the uh, – because it's so beautiful outside. You know, my, my window is open, and if you, if you can hear it, uh, something landed. Let's see if I can, if I can find that again. Yeah, there it is. That's uh, that's uh, just now. Uh, uh, Stephen Bradley's ball just landed outside, <laughs> outside my window here, here in beautiful Lakeway, Texas. Bad, such a bad penalty kick. You know, uh, and uh, Juan and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, you know, when when he walked up to the ball and picks it up and starts, you know, patting down the uh, you know the the, the manchon to make sure it's per, you know whatever it was he was. I mean, it was so obvious to to me at least. That he is in, you know, he's not feeling this, and he's, you know, he's trying to take his mind off what he's what he's doing, and it's not going to work. And sure enough, <laughs> la volo, and, uh, and and that was that. And I didn't, and, and I just, you know, again, it just, it's, it's just such a, you know, for as good a player as he is, and I think, yeah, I think he's he's a, he's a fine player. He's had an excellent career. I mean, over the past couple of years, I mean, he has just been the the. The, the player that has just been at the, you know, the, the, the you know the bad end of some really, really forgettable moments, not just for for his club, but for you know, for, but for national team as well. And uh, I mean, you know, the, to his credit, I mean, he, he's Camado, but 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 he but he moves on, you know, he he moves past it. Yeah, so, I mean, I thought he had a I thought he had a decent game. Well, see, uh, I didn't. I thought that he was just getting just torched, uh, at least defensively. I mean, just 
just when I mean, Chivas you know, used their speed, the, the, he was. When they were trying, when they weren't doing that, though, like I felt like when they were trying to like get by, like with, with... well, I, I saw them get by him numerous times on, on oh, yeah. especially uh, yeah, Pizarro and Chofis both. I mean, they were, and yeah, it just uh, it was just you know, just you know, for, I mean, and, and 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 again, not to. You know, to, to be a little anything to Toronto because I, I think you know any Chivas fan last night had to have been nervous as hell, especially in that second half, knowing that that, that all all Toronto needed was one goal to to, to essentially you know I because even if Chivas scored one, it, I mean Chivas scoring one would win the tournament, but it would be completely nullified by 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 another Toronto uh, goal by another Toronto goal. Yeah, so just yeah, as a Chivas fan, I couldn't even imagine having to. Well, having to sit through that, and it was you know it was it was an exciting, it was it was very exciting. I was I was very uh, I was very entertained as as a neutral watching that. It was uh, it was it was very nerve wracking. I said I I don't remember breathing the second half. No, like it was just me and my dad were just sitting in complete silence. Uh, my really? brother was actually my brother was actually at the game, and then he would you know randomly send us videos or pictures or whatever, but. uh we were just sitting there in complete silence. I, I was and... the opposite, Rivo. I, I was the opposite of silent. I was like, like Tano Pazman, just cursing, cursing every bad pass. I, I was yeah, cursing the... them too, but I, like, I just, like, it just felt like nothing was coming out. Like, like in my mind, I was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> but like, I, I so you, you were like that down. character in Get Out. You like, like, like some, like some. Toronto drugged you in the sunken place. Yeah, and you were just like sitting Kanye there paralyzed West. and couldn't speak. You could, you could, you couldn't do anything. Now, now, Joel, when you when you curse at Chivas, do you curse in English or Spanish or both? And in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. What is what is, what is your go? Well, I don't know if, we, if you can say it on the podcast. What what is, what is your go to? Is it hijo de la? I can't. I it, it's in the moment thing, John. It's, it's it's you know it's in it's in the heat of the moment. Yeah. It's at the heat of yeah. So you just, <clears throat> you just start. You you just just. Well, oh, yeah, because I thought the team was giving some giving some balls away, you know, some pretty bad passes, a few times. Yeah, I mean they they said, but but you know so was Toronto too. They 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 both were. It was. Uh... I know, but Chivas is the home team, man. We're the to we're me, the to, people grounded right here. We're the we're at home. We're the you know we're the main we're the main attraction right here. To me, Chivas felt like the better side in the second half. <clears throat> I thought so too. I mean, I I, I honestly I, I was I thought that Chofis was incredibly unlucky to not that score one... on, on his one play. I mean, he did everything. Yeah, yeah and then of course you know Nestor. So you know, it it drives me crazy when I watch a game like that and they show like five replays of something, right? And 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 the the analysts can't look at another part of the screen other than where the ball is. They say, well, he should have passed, and this and that. I mean, they said it should have passed it like five times, and every single replay shows that that he had nowhere to pass because the defenders were doing an excellent job of covering the, you know, you know, you know, marking their guys. So the only play Chofis had was to try and score, and it would have been the coolest, cheekiest. F you goal. in the history, and it, it all—I mean—he came within within like three inches of pulling it off. And 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 even I forgot one of the other guys was like, well, everybody knows that when the you know a player comes in on that angle, 
the goalie kind of plays uh, the cross right instead of instead of playing the near post and that's what Chofis was trying to do is you know kind of like kick a near post so that cuz he was expecting him to go for the cross and it just didn't work out but the Onibisyon guys just always I I have no idea what they're paying him to do there sometimes to be honest <laughs> Talk, that talk was, about uh, uh, nicknames, and they can't get the formations right. It's 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 hard to watch sometimes. The uh, you're right. I mean, there, there are times when they just they just kind of revert to using a lot of uh, cliches and. And same stuff kind of over same and over. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's like I don't know how many I hear an anal- you know the analysts say "Qué golazo, mira cómo la prende." It's like, dude, that doesn't tell me anything. You know, like they have been talking analyst. about, they've been talking about Cisneros and Conebrisuela playing right back, and their inability to do it all season. And the guys have just, I mean, to me, they've gotten better every week playing the position. Uh, but they just Nestor de la Torre just every week, week in, week out. You know these guys are playing out of position. So I have a, I have a, I have a question. The uh, the punch because it was a straight up punch. Yeah. <laughs> and then the then the referee goes to Jovinko and go, sorry. He he kind of gave him that look and say, hey, I didn't feel anything. You know, it was like a. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a very strange dynamic, and then Jovinko wasn't quite the same after that. I don't know if y'all noticed that. I mean. That, that kind of took yeah, him out. Yeah, he did, he, did the, he did the same thing. I know. That, yeah. and, and to me, and, and, and that's why I kind of appreciate what the ref did, because, uh, you know, the ref was understanding that it was a final, and, you know, stuff is going to happen. And yes. if if he misses it on one side, he's going he's gonna to be consistent. And, and, yeah, and, that, and, and that's what he did. Yeah, that's true. We have the refs that, that would ruin a final. By, you, know, for, you know, for a lot of sometimes, for a lot of crap that Kokakov refs get for you know for stuff, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, they're actually not that terrible. The referee, That's do they make mistakes? That should have been yes. a red card. That should, that should have been a red card. <clears throat> well, in in, in the they, letter of the law, you're absolutely right, Chikis. But but, but you know, the finals whole, the finals aren't played. You know, there's but the ref was behind. Yeah. You know the the ref the whole well, he was actually right he he saw he he had his eyes on it there was no question but <laughs> yeah, right there. you know to me the whole thing about you that Chiki's is that he has to be consistent you know yeah so Jovinko Jovinko punches punches um, Michael Perez in the stomach nothing happened so I mean right. he he was he was consistent there. Yeah, he was, and I, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm I'm 100% fine with with the referee, you know. And then again, if, if he sees something and gives a red card, then if he sees the same thing on the side, he's you know he's got to give that same red card, you know, regardless of who it is. If it's you know Ronaldo, whatever it is, dude, I'm giving you a red card. So no, I I find it incredibly. I, I uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, go ahead. Una, una pregunta for the panel. Missing missing from the big show was JCO. Was it coincidence or he just couldn't make it? She's sending a message to Pizarro. Well, I thought he was uh, down in uh, 
Is he in, in Colombia? In Bogota. Yeah. Yeah, but still, man. This, this Spend the time with the band before he goes off. Grand final right here, man. He'll go watch a Puebla game midweek. You know, he could see, he could see Chivas in, in, you know, because this is, this is a good moment to see some of the players in, in high pressure situation. I don't know, so, man. Uh, that guy's a weird dude. That guy's a weird dude. <laughs> so, Joel, based on, 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 on what you didn't see last night in the stadium, which was Juan Carlos Osorio, does that mean that, uh, that 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 for the first time and who knows how long uh, Mexico is not going to have any. Yeah. Well, at least any current, any, any 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 current no Chivas on the roster. Yeah, uh, I, I think I think uh, Alanis <laughs> will be there. Or are you guys not counting him as current? Oh, I, I would. You think so? Alanis? You think Alanis? Alanis will will be will be on? Yeah. It might take Getafe by the time the World Cup rolls around. That that Alanis. Alanis might be leaving. Um, yeah, pero, so I think so. Chavos. Chavos, al rato regreso. All right. Joel is going to step off uh, for, for now. I know a couple of interesting things happened on the World Cup side. So we had a, a Fox commercial that, that that featured the Dos Santos boys. You know, and it, and it makes you wonder, you know, is that another televisora that, uh, hey, maybe you can, uh, you know, it would be great for us if you all put these guys on the team. And then we have Juan Carlos Osorio's absence from from the uh, the Conca champions. So, are we to uh, deduce from that that it, that it could be that we're not going to see uh, uh, Rodolfo Pizarro in Russia, or that we are going to see Giovanni dos Santos, who hasn't played in six weeks, by the way? And I just uh, think that I think that he doesn't find. He he just doesn't find a role for him. See, and, and that to me is my biggest pet peeve with national team coaches that are that are system guys, because it's all you know you know this you know this outstanding player I I have no I, you know he he doesn't work in my system so I'm not, I'm not going to bring him on. I mean what what is that I mean you know and, and and for a team like Mexico that is so limited you know depth wise. To, I don't know uh, I don't know if you guys listen to the or watch La Última Palabra on. Fox Deportes. I, but they, once, once I get past the screaming, it's uh, it's actually not a catch. <laughs> um, they had Pizarro on last night, and they kind of asked him about that. They asked him like, you know, what what what's the issue with you know with your 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 irregular irregularity at the in the national team? And he basically said that you know he's being asked to do different different roles in the national team and, and there's a lot of, lot more constraint to what he's allowed to do. So I don't know They're if that's going to affect him. Be me. That makes sense. That makes sense. It, it, it's He's just the type of player, his role in Chivas is totally like free. I don't see a yeah. way he can fit in. You have to get rid of huge names to fit in Pisadro in the national team. Well, I don't think that's what Osorio is willing to do. The biggest issue for and there me is depth. Is, there is depth in his plan to to exclude Pizarro. Well, but that's the that's literally the only position where where there's where there actually is depth is the is the the, the attacking midfielder, the attacking know, side, forward, yeah. Forward, yeah. Uh, but uh, the, 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 I think it was the first half of the of the of the game in, in San. Uh, was that, maybe it was in San Diego against El Salvador. 
Well, I think I think Dan was there. Hopefully, hopefully Dan will 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 hop on. Where he did give that role to Pizarro, where he could be like the the you know the setup guy for the three forwards, and he they were outstanding. He, he played really well. But then you know, as as you guys pointed, you know, they, they put him in another fixed position, and he he just can't you know he can't blossom on the field the way that the way that he's that, that he's used to doing with Chivas. And um, I, again, to me, you know, for, you know, for a system coach, uh, it's just. You know, if, if he plays everyone outside of position, you know, to me it's like you know, f- you know, find a place on the pitch for this guy. If I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like the whole Dybala thing on on Argentina. I mean, I'm not comparing them, but you know, he doesn't want to come because he can't play alongside Messi, and they can't find a role for him. I'm like, he's a he's a great player. You find somewhere to put him on the field. Right. No, I I agree. It's uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, and and I know I'm kind of a little harsh on on Pizarro and 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 his you know exclusion or inclusion on the team for the past few weeks, you know. But the reality is, is that, is that when he plays well, he's great. It's the, the his issue has always been, at least recently, has been that he just hasn't been, you know, that guy consistently, you know, for the for the for the better part of the last year. And it just makes it that, that that if he had been that guy consistently over the over over the past year, then I think that we would be having a completely different conversation. I think that you know that that's where the frustration is. And he's still pretty young, right? He's what is he twenty two, twenty three? Yeah, he's like twenty three. Twenty three. So he's on that cusp, you know. He's on that age where you know you know maybe had he now, if I'm not mistaken, he he went to the Olympics and he actually had a pretty. I mean, he actually scored against Germany, if I'm not mistaken, and then they're two two draw. I believe he scored the first goal. Yeah, he's 24. He just turned 24. And he did score in the Olympics. Yeah, so he has... Uh... He yeah, scored I mean, three goals been... for the national team already. In the Gold Cup. Right. Scored scored the winning goal and gets the quarterfinal victory against Honduras. Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, he 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 did indeed. So he does. Uh, I, I mean, mean in, if you're watching me right now, I, I would take him right now over Giovanni only because we haven't seen Giovanni playing six weeks, and Giovanni and what he did show in the first couple of weeks was, you know, nothing to write home about. So essentially, what Osorio is going to do is because I mean, these lists have to be in in what two or three weeks. I mean, the World Cup is less than seven weeks away. I thought the 30-man list was by the end of May, and then <clears throat> the 23-man is by the end of the first week of June or something like that. That seems an, uh, uh, very close to me. Yeah. I mean, it would seem like it seemed like like by usually by mid-May, like within 30 days is when they have the 30-man. And then, like, because they got to give the, the 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 players, you know, the 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 the, the two weeks off that FIFA mandates before they can even start practicing with 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 the national team. I'm so, trying, to, I'm trying to look it up right now while we're uh, podcasting. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think he'll definitely be on the you know on the thirty man roster for sure. So, but I, and, and honestly, I, I, I think because of what you're just saying and knowing that there've been injuries in the past, it would not surprise me at all if, uh, if, if he, if he, if he steps in for a Giovanni or even a, or a Jonathan who might, uh, who might uh, come up. June 4th is the official 23 man call up 
for World Cup final stage. June 4th. It seems, so that's, that's, seems, seems kind of close, but... So that's 10 days away from the start of the tournament. But remember, you know, Mexico is in Group F or whatever, so they have at least another four days. or five days before before the tournament even starts for them. But uh, so, so June 4th, and what about the 30-man, the 30-man roster, the 30-man pool? The 30-man... Um, May 14th. Yeah, so that that so we'll know in a couple weeks about the uh the 30 man uh, the 30 man folk. Now I have to ask you uh, you know as 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 a Chiva fan knowing that Atlas had you know had given their you know, their captain of the big win you know again against Chivas over the week you know and 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 they give uh, Rafa a nice little send off and that you know the, the the goodwill for Atlas fans lasts all of what 3 days and then, and then Chivas totally steals their thunder <laughs> by, by 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 winning their first title and then fifty something years. It just can Atlas ever catch a break? They can't. I, I was actually just talking about this. I was just talking about this on I was on the Chivas of the Norte podcast before I came on, and I was like, I don't hate Atlas. Like I I I didn't grow up in Guadalajara, and I never knew any Atlas fans, so. Like I don't really have like a disdain for them, like people in Guadalajara do. Um, so like they were over there celebrating, like you know they had won the, the championship. But right. I, don't, I, I don't, I don't really like. I it just it doesn't really bother me. Um, I feel bad for like, like I feel like they've had so much talent come through their ranks. And they have not been able to like either hold on to them or put it all together. I mean, if you just look back, I mean, Borghetti, Osvaldo, Pardo, Rafa Marquez, uh, Daniel Sorno, Daniel Sorno Miguel Cepeda, Chato, Rod- yeah, yeah. Chato Rodriguez, uh, Guardado now. Uh, Can't forget uh, uh, Elmer, oh, what was his name? Mario Mendez. Uh, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but he was—he came through there. They—they uh, they the, had a lot of talent come through. They have. And, I mean, they, I mean, they were like Pumas. I mean, they were the uh, institution to bring out young talent. Yeah, it was an academy. You know, Pavel Pardo came 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 out of Atlas. Yeah, and they just either don't hold on to the to the players, or they remind, they remind me of the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, for the long, I mean, Hugo Ayala came. I mean, for for the longest time, Torres Nero, uh, for I think about too. three or four years, you know, they 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 make all these players, and then Tigres would buy them up. So 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 Tigres' fuerzas básicas was Atlas. Yeah, yeah, but it just it just seems so funny to me that Atlas fans, you know, you know, they finally get like something to celebrate for, and it, and it lasts it lasts all of two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all right. And you then know, my other question you know... for you. For your... But before we uh, continue, just real quickly, is did you uh, did you go on the on, on the kayak dot com today and, and check uh, and check prices on flights to Dubai? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. How much? Six like six hundred fifty dollars. That is not bad. That's not bad, right? No, not at all. No, I didn't think so either. I mean, that's like I mean, you, I would pay that to go to Cancun. Yeah. Or or or, or to, so yeah. So that's that that is very well, on Emirates. I would hope. Uh, I don't remember the airline to be honest. I almost feel like if you're gonna to go to Dubai, you, I mean, you, you can't. You fly. gotta, you you gotta fly Emirates and you gotta fly like first class. Yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, you, yeah. I mean, why, why even bother? 
you know, you know, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine what what steerage <laughs> looks like on an airline. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just playing. But you know, this is incredible first class. Oh, by the way, you know, you know, here's here's the fuselage. It's funny. Rest my, the plane. Bro- my brother's. Uh, he's not really his father-in-law, but his his uh, his girlfriend's father is a is Uruguayan soccer agent, and he lives in Dubai. So my brother's like, we can just go stay with him. And I'm like, you don't even know the guy. I'm, you know, but I was like, but if he lets us stay, then I'm down to go stay. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna stay in one of those fancy hotels. Oh yeah, uh, like like the six, so, like you know, you know, don't you know, don't overdo it and stay at a seven star hotel. You know, just just stay at a six star hotel. You know. Yeah, one of the one of the, one of the ones that's the, the palms, in that Palm Island. Um. And you I mean you you got to rent yeah. like a sports car and a cheetah or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you, you got to go you got to go to the go to the the indoor uh, ski mountain. You got to go yeah. ski while you're there. And uh, yeah, exactly. You got to go to the to the to the man you know the man made island. Don't they have like a man made map of the world? Yes, yes, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and like, and it's so like detailed that like the countries actually like resemble the actual countries like. Think like in Ireland, they have like, or like Scotland, they have like those rolling hills, right? Where like the grass, like they brought all that stuff in to make it look exactly like the island, like like the actual countries. And then like celebrities are buying homes on these little islands, so you can live in like, you know, Japan in sure in Dubai. Right. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. So like, so so it's the shape of of, of the country, but then in addition to that, they actually. They, they, Make it out to look exactly, right. yeah. Nice. It's amazing what they're doing. So then, what you need to do while you're there is you need to go to Little Guadalajara. Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, and, and at least at least at least take some pictures, you know. And and then you know maybe you'll be lucky that they'll have like a, a little mariachi. Yeah. Well, it'll I hope mariachi's made a lot of money last night. It'll be interesting to see what team ends up going for Chivas to this tournament. Well, that's you know th- that's always been the, uh, the the problem for the Liga MX teams, in my opinion. When they, when they go to usually by the time that they that they get to the FIFA Club World Cup, the uh, you know the, the the team that that had won the league title, you know, at this point a year and a half or whatever it is before, sometimes you know almost like two years before, is 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 a complete shell of of of, of who of of who uh, you know who they were one yeah. I mean, Monterrey has gone there with just, just you know these teams. You're like, oh my god, this is you know this is going to be nice. And, and, and Pachuca uh, going there last year, you know, just as they get rid of Chucky, you know, and, and he goes to uh, and, and he goes to Eindhoven. So, so as as so, do we do we expect Pizarro to be on the on the squad next year? This is that's what I've heard so far is that he will be there. Yeah. And uh, but but Cota Al- will not. Cota will probably not. Alanis will probably not. Salcido might be there, but I don't know. I don't mean I don't know why you want Salcido there. Um, Boy, Salcido had I, a chance to paint himself in glory last night, just like yeah, he did, like he did last year, and also against Holland, just just you know. Wait, you know what? If if, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong. I don't know if that's uh, if that's Bradford. Could also be Salcido's ball that's <laughs> bouncing around out there because that one. He that said, was bad too. Sky high, 
And he did the same thing against Holland in Brazil. Just uh, he had a chance to just put the game away and yeah, just set it sky high. So, and then of course that trophies will be there. And uh, I don't know if they're going to, if they're going to be able to keep, uh, you know, trophies Brizuela or, and a lot of the little wingers that they have, I think that they're probably going to have to part ways Move with some of them. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think trophies. I think, tro- I think Almeida loves trophies. Yeah, he. Like I'm song. telling you, man, he could have been the hero. He could have been the hero. Last oh night. man, I probably would have cried right there. <laughs> I probably just would it, have broken it, down and cried. It was a great. It was. It was a great. That's why I love. Uh, I love uh, Eduardo is because he tries stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, care. He's not afraid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has the confidence to. Hey, I mean, and and if it works, then he looks like a, just a thing. And if it doesn't, you know, hey, at least he tried. I mean, to me, that I mean, that's so much better to me. Than to send just some ridiculous life cross that's going to go to nothing. That was a, that was my problem with Cisneros, who would a, a few times he would he was playing on the wing and he would make that cut inside, and he would have space to take a shot, but he right. wouldn't take it. He wouldn't take it. No, he, he would just he would just continue to dribble like towards the center of the field. And, and he I'm has like, a good shot. Yeah, and I was like, well, like what's going? Like I feel like since he came back from the injury, he hasn't been the same. Is he a righty or a lefty? I think he's a righty. So he had. So he had the. No, he didn't have the. The he it wasn't on his on his. Oh, it wasn't uh, on Dominic's on side. Yeah, no, that's too bad. And, but yeah, sometimes well, when you, sometimes when you're moving, you know, in that in that direction, you know, the the momentum powers your shot. But no, Trophy's like when he when he came on, he. Uh, you you see the difference between him and 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 Cisneros. Oh yeah, no, no. That trophies is an exceptional talent, and I hope that uh, you know it, he it, continues if, to uh, exactly. develop. Yeah, because well, he he needs to start. I mean, he's he's at that age Being too. More consistent. Like, yeah, ex- exactly. And that's you know that, that you know that that's been Chivas's problem all season is that is that they obviously have the talent. I mean, I think I think and, you know, and I and I don't watch Chivas games all the time like y'all do, but. I mean, that has to be so frustrating because when I do watch, I'm like, man, these guys are so much better than this. And just all of them, we're, we're, we're all trying so desperately to make something happen that they all just start pressing at the same time. And it just, it's like, guys, you know, and it just, it's just like someone needs to step up and, and just calm that. And then they just, they just don't have, you know, Salcido is, I don't know how they once asked him, hey, you want to be Captain Mexico? No, I don't want any of that. You know, he, 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 he doesn't want to be that guy. You know, it should be Pulido, but he doesn't want to be that guy. You know, he's looking for somebody to be. You know, someone just, you know, someone just please step up, lead that team. And once they find that guy, I mean, they are going to be a, just a completely different team. But they don't have that guy. Mexico doesn't have they that don't. guy either. No, I, I do like this kid. This kid Godinez. Uh, he's got he, some moxie. He reminds me of a lot of of Cheech. He, you know, when he. When he's dribbling forward, he looks like a tronco. <laughs> but right. when but then he when rips he, the shot off, yeah. yeah, then he rips the shot off. Or when he, or when he like gets the ball with his with, with his back to the goal, like a lot, very good ball control, like very long legs. Like he has the ability, like he's he's able to strip players of the ball that are close by, and and he he's hustling the whole game. He's he's trying. Um, and I think that that works in his favor. I mean, he's pretty much he consolidated himself as a starter this season, ahead of like Ronaldo, who they brought in. 
and ahead uh-huh. of uh, Salivar, who was injured but played yesterday. And, yeah. And played, you know, he, you know the, did, did they both score on the penalty kicks too? Yeah, they did. So, Salivar hasn't actually missed a penalty kick with Chivas. Wow. I thought they were gonna. I thought, I thought they were gonna say that and they were gonna jinx him. No, they but both. They, they both played well yesterday, and uh, he, they, they did say that on the air. And I'm sure that you probably threw something at the television when they said it. I was like, please don't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, and, and to me, it's so. If Chivas, I mean, is there anybody that that has those characteristics that you know that that that, that can lead, or, or is there is there a you know, a, a personnel change, you know, someone that they can bring in, you know, to, that, that has that, you know, that, you know, that, that, that personality trait and they, they just, they just don't have, and I think that that's a problem for Mexico. And that's sadly why I think that Rafa is going to probably end up going to the world cup because there is nobody with that character. Yeah. They, they just, they just don't have that lead. They just don't have that leader. They have a lot of Indians, but they don't have, they don't have the chief. To me, that's why I feel like Jair Pereira should go to the national team. Because he's that kind of player that kind of like exudes that, at least for Chivas on defense, right? And the Mexican national team doesn't have that. Hector Moreno is not that. Uh, Reyes isn't that. Hugo Yala isn't that. Uh, Araujo isn't that. Like you know, Araujo is probably the best defender on the team, and he's injured now. And I mean, he's, I'm sure he's going to come back because I've seen some videos of him training already. Him and Salcedo. But none of them have that, like, you know, they don't, they don't give you, like, that warrior feel to them. And I feel right. like Jaid could, could do that, but he's not going to get called up because he's not, a, he's not a fan favorite of Mr. Osorio. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, for, you know, for Jaid, Jaid to get called up, you know, a lot, of, a lot of players would have to. There'd be a lot of injuries, yeah. Yeah, and that's. Nothing against, but but you're right though. I mean, but that that is a, that is a type of player that that Mexico. I mean, and and a reason why Rafa Marquez is still very much on the board to be to to, to go to Russia is because he's the only, you know, and and, and that's a, as sad as that sounds. That, that that even at 39, Rafa Marquez is still irreplaceable on the national team at 39. That's that's really sad because if you if you think about it, most national teams are debuting guys that are. 18, 19, 20 in the in the World Cup, right? And Mexico can't. Mexico doesn't have the luck. Like can't do that. We either we don't want to, or we don't have the luxury of doing it because we have guys that just don't step up. Which is why I think this like people talk about this being the golden generation, but I've always thought that the ninety the nineties guys was the golden generation for Mexico because you had so many guys that played like that. Like you had the Garcia Aspes, you know, Claudio Suarez. Uh, not John Brees. You had all these guys that you knew that they were like going to give everything they had when they were on the field. Yeah, I mean, to Regardless me, the, of... the golden generation is the 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 mid the mid eight like the ones that missed the ninety World Cup. To me, and that that's why it's just such a. I'm sure. I'm sure for you, that's like. I mean, I, I was like five years old, but I'm sure for you, that's got to be like. It was extremely devast- frustrating. It was devastating. Yeah. Because I, I remember, you know, that was back in the day where you couldn't find any, any soccer news anywhere, anywhere. I mean, you really had to go, you really had to dig. And I was living in Waco, Texas at the time, and, and my parents were nice enough to subscribe to Dallas Morning News, which is actually an excellent newspaper. And they had a weekly soccer column. So uh, Steve Davis, who uh, 
I'm sure he listens to the show, but you know, he, he, uh, is one of the announcers up in, uh, for, for FC Dallas and, and um, I think he writes for 442 now, but, but he had the weekly column and I once called him to get the, the world cup uh, uh, groups in, in 1990, but that's a different story. So, so, so they, they, and they, they did a real good job of carrying the 86 world cup. So that, that was a good place to go to get your soccer news. And I remember on the front page of their sports section when, when it, when it happened and I was totally clueless, you know, it says FIFA suspends, you know, bans Mexico from uh, upcoming world cup. And that was on the front page of the soccer news. I was thinking, you gotta be kidding me. And then I read the, and then I read the reason why I was like, Oh my God, are you serious for something as stupid as that? That, uh, you know, the, that's the reason why they're the, why they're being um, punished. You know, punished. I mean, and again, it's it's not the punishment that I was mad at. It, it was the the idiot decisions that, uh, that that people made to do this. You know, for just the meaningless U nine U nineteen is like really for God's sakes. Yeah, and 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 it was. I mean, that was when Ugo was you know was winning you know Pichichi after Pichichi, and Negrete. You know, you know Negrete is the third. Uh, uh, he is the the. Maximum goal score for Pumas as, as a national on that team, and actually it goes Cavino and Tuca and then Negrete. So he was you know playing lights out. Chepo was outstanding. At Sage, you know Capitan Furia was 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 was, was still kicking out. I mean they, they had so many great players. They were yeah. Abuelo Cruz was killing it. So many great players uh, that that were at, at at their peak of their career. You know Luis Garcia. Like you're talking about the. The young kid that's coming on, Luis Garcia was the young kid that was coming on. Garcia Aspe was the young kid that was coming on at that time. I mean, they had, they were absolutely stacked. And yeah, so that to me will and always be the golden generation. And then, you know, unfortunately, they got the tail end of, of that's some of the guys. That's super disappointing. Oh. And then that World Cup was so terrible. I mean, Costa Rica, who had never, I mean, Costa Rica qualified for the second round. And, uh, you know, and, and yeah, it was just there was no there was no quality in that tournament other than Germany, who showed from from the very first game they played all the way to the end that they were clearly the best team. Yeah, it sucked. It absolutely sucked. <sighs> but yeah, but this generation, uh, there just isn't that leadership. Yeah, they just well, you know, there is, uh, but just you know, those guys never like uh, Patricio Araujo never panned out. You know, he was one of those guys. The, 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 that could have, and then of course Chaton is is you know the guy that you know the, yeah I mean this should be Chaton's team. Yeah, I mean in all seriousness, I mean this this would be his. He would be the captain. You know, had his career projected, you know, trajectory gone the way that everyone thought it would. You know, he would be the not only be you know the captain of Chivas, he'd be the captain of the national team. Period. I mean, it, 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 that that would just be what it is. And it just I feel like Gallito's kind of like a guy like that. Yeah, but he's also five two, and yeah, you know, he's never going to get called up. Yeah, is uh, it's just it's just not it's just not going to happen for for Gallito, which is unfortunate. Unfortunate. Now, were you you okay? uh, Have you been? Yes. Go ahead. I was going to say, have you have you been hearing about? uh, I mean, the Almeida to the national team is is like ramping up. It's like all the televisoras are. Are getting behind it now. Uh, it's either you know they're they're all saying it's either him or Piojo. Uh, do you think do you think it, it it's definitely going to happen? Like is he the logical the logical choice? Uh, I I do, and I think it would. I mean, I, th- I think Piojo once again has has let his mouth get in the way of of his own 
success. And I think the way he ran his mouth and, and, and you know, because this should have been a super classico, in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, nothing, again, I'm not taking anything away from Toronto, but, uh, but, 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 but Piojo, unfortunately, was, uh, you know, started the whole ball rolling on, on America with the comments that he made it just, and then, you know, and then, and then not owning up to it. And then, you know, his team is not playing that well right now. And I, I think Piojo, and unfortunately is, 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 is playing, him, and, playing himself out of, uh, yeah, he is. And then the question I have to ask is, I mean, would, would, would folks really, really consider Piojo again after, after what happened, would they really consider Piojo after what happened? And I, I don't know. And the way that he's been acting right now, I think that that's, you know, you know that that becomes more of a, more of an issue. Anything. And, and I mean, again, Almeida has won. You know, he wins in the in tournament play. He's won. It just he he's a tournament guy. And he says the right things. And you know, he doesn't. He doesn't. He takes everything serious. He thanked the field crew mm-hmm. last night. Who else thanks the field crew? Did you see him drunk though? Who Almeida or the field crew? Yeah, Almeida. No, like plastered on one of Chopi's videos. <laughs> like, but I mean plastered. I'm going to. I'm going to send it to the chat. We'll see. We'll see. Was he? Was he a happy drunk or a sad? Or, a, or a he was a happy drunk. drunk. They were all like singing, and that's fantastic. And, uh, Oh, there it is. All right. That is absolutely fantastic. He just comes out like it was. A, it's, a, it's a trophies video, and he just comes out of nowhere. It just starts singing and with a beer in his hand. Like, oh man, I was like, Dad, is that you? <laughs> I just sent it. <laughs> if you want, if you want to watch it, I'll put it in the, in the group chat. Right, I'll take a look at it here. Here in a second. I mean, and, and because of that, I think that yeah, the, the, and especially with if, if if the World Cup happens the way that we're all kind of thinking is going to happen, then yeah, I think that Almeida is going is, is definitely the leader in the clubhouse to to take over. And I think, you know, he is another one of those guys that wants, you know, he's a younger guy. You know, his he thinks that his future is elsewhere, but I think that he's smart enough to know that that, that if he can make it work, and you know, with these crazy ball of, you know, crazy that, that he has to deal with, then th- that that will say a lot for him, uh, you know, move, moving up the chain, so to speak. It, yeah. It, and, and that's that that's no small feat. I mean, coaching, you know, I think that any coach would coach Mexico if they didn't have to deal with the media, with the media and, and, and the, the whole FMF thing. So if, if, I mean, if he can navigate both of those, then yeah, he 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 will he he will go places for sure. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of months. And he did Chivas say he's, uh, players will actually be on taking team. a vacation. Oh, you saw the video? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that there'll actually be some Chivas players on the you know on the national team. Yeah. Then you know more than more than there are right now. I mean, so. Cheech, Cheech. I mean, I think I think. The possibility of Cheech playing a club World Cup might be what lures him back. For wow, you know, I haven't even thought about that. You're absolutely right. I know Salcedo has said that he was he would be interested in playing a club World Cup. 
That's, I mean, uh, you that's, bring, that's very interesting. You bring them, you bring them on loan, right? Because then I think, I think can, Chad, uh, Chad is ready to come back. Yeah, I mean, I think he's ready to come back too. But he might want to come back on loan because, you know, he still wants to make the MLS jump, I feel, before he comes back to Chivas. But, you know, play one tournament with the team and, I mean, maybe he stays after that. But just the, the ability to go to the Club World Cup and, you know, the expo- the, I mean, Cheech, Cheech doesn't need exposure, but it could help him, you know, make another jump. He he did send good juju down 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 Chivas's way this week. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's as Chivista as it gets. Yeah, well, it's I mean it, it's literally in his blood. Yeah, <laughs> there's not, not not many people that can that can actually say that. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cheech was a even though his dad played at other. You know, for other clubs. You know, yeah. Morelia, I, but yeah. We got a, I did a, a thing on, on Cheech for Copa 90. Mm-hmm. That's coming out in the next uh, couple weeks. We were down there, and when we were there in Guadalajara, we met with, uh, we, were, we were trying to meet with his grandfather, but we just we couldn't make it happen. Um, we're just going around the town part of town he lives in or just listening to people talk about him the way they talk about him and you know, his, his like his fandom and, like his love for the team you like when you got home you tell your girlfriend hey how come how can you don't talk to me the that these people were talking about talking about, <laughs> about you, Cheech. my dad you don't, talk to me, you don't talk about me like this that's uh well, that, that should be very interesting I'm looking forward to seeing that you know, I'm, 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 I got this feeling that he's gonna, he's gonna have a good World Cup, Chichen. I think, I think that he understands that this is his, you know, the, you know, if he does play another one, it's gonna be as a, you know, as a, you know, you know, maybe a substitute, whatever it was. But I mean, but, but, but this is it for him. I think that this is his last big chance, and I, I think he's gonna cash it in. I think that he's gonna scores again, makes it his third World Cup or fourth World Cup where he scores third, third. right? Yeah, I mean, imagine. I mean, he's 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 what thirty years old now, or twenty nine, and he's playing in his third World Cup. You know, Giovanni's playing in his third World Cup, and he's you know twenty eight. You know, that's uh, if if Giovanni, of course, makes makes the squad. They're they're still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this really should be, which I guess is what's so frustrating for a lot of us is, you know, you know, you know, this if this is the quote unquote golden generation that many people think that it is. Then this should be the World Cup where they where they threaten to make a semifinal with yeah. the quote unquote talented players that they have. You know, unfortunately, there's a. There's, I, just, I feel uh, like we I feel like we had a different coach. I could see it, but yeah. But you know, like I like I mentioned on the show, I mean, I mean, you know, could it be that he's just preparing his his players that that, that for hey, you're going to play in your regular position, but for the you know, one crazy reason. You know, we need to play this position. You, 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 you will have already played it, so that's why we're playing in here for these next two games. I'm just, you know, the the, the eternal optimist is, is is one that uh, that that will never die. I mean, I think that that's what's going to happen. Now, I did notice that we have been joined by our other our other eternal optimist that's joined us from Escondido, California. Daniel Preciado joins us. Daniel, you had no doubt last night that Chivas was going to win, correct? Uh, before the game, no, I had no <laughs> doubt. During the game, um, English touch yeah, and go for you too, Dan. Crept. Honestly, man, that uh, 
while once once they tied it on aggregate, once it was a uh, I guess three three, um, right? It felt like they were losing. At least that's the impression I got. Like it, it just it felt they were actually literally losing on aggregate, even though they were tied. So I was thinking like penalty kicks. I, I was just surprised that Toronto didn't go for it more. I think I thought they they might have. Um, had some more chances had they gone for it a little bit more, but I think they were content with taking their chances, like maybe on the counters and then just playing their luck, uh, taking, you know, rolling the dice uh, and penalty kicks. But you know what? They held on. They held on. Um, I thought, generally speaking, it was a poorly played game by both teams. I don't know if you guys would agree with that, but um, even when Chivas went up, I thought it was uh, somewhat deceptive just because uh, I thought. I saw Pizarro like he was trying to calm the guys down, but it, they weren't exactly listening to him. Um, they weren't. He actually, smart. he actually said that after they scored the goal, they kind of let their foot off the gas, and they kind of relaxed a little bit too much. And thinking, thinking that it was over. Yeah. And, How's that possible? Uh, That's crazy that they would yeah. actually think that. And then that's where the mistakes came. Because, I mean, that first goal was all mistakes. The second goal, I mean, that's Javinko being Javinko. Uh, right. But the first goal was, I think, I think Alanis gets in the way of Kota when Kota's about to, you know, uh, grab the ball. He clears it. They don't clear the ball enough. And the How do you feel about the... uh, losing him? Who, Alanis? No, um, Gota. Because I hear he's going to be going back. Yeah, I hear he does. He doesn't want to go back. But I don't know if he was willing to pay what. I don't think you guys should keep him, man. I thought he had I mean, a bad game. Yeah, he was a little rough. Um, he got lucky I mean, we, that Altidore didn't make him pay on that one. Um, where he came out? Game. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was such a terrible move. That was move. bad. Yeah. And um, luckily, the guy's. Hold on a second. I was going to ask Dan if he, uh, as someone who enjoys giving the Chivas fans a little ribbon, if he was kind of like in the back of my hoping that Chivas wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't pull it out, but maybe he'll he'll he'll, he'll join us here. Sound like he was in traffic. Yeah, it sounded like he was like 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 running running between running, cars. Yeah, I mean that probably like being chased don't... by Martin Riggs. <laughs> Don't, don't Mexicans in, in California cross the highway like that? They just run across? Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> That's okay. all right. Did you make it across the highway? Did I make it across the highway? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm playing chicken. I'm playing uh, Play Frogger? Like, like Frogger, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like that Seinfeld episode. So, so uh, Dan, really? the question I was going to ask you is, as someone who enjoys... Uh, uh, how would I... Put this diplomatically. Someone who I guess who enjoys uh, uh, kind of ribbing on on Chivas fans a little. Okay. Where, yeah. Were you, no, you, you kind of hoping? Were you kind of hoping that, that that you know you're like you're like, well, if they lost this, this is actually kind of kind of kind of hilarious. Or I wasn't or hoping, were you, were you but there's the always uh, the on on, on yeah. the bright side, like you know, on the positive side, I get to laugh at, at, at Chivistas, but. 
because they get to be the the team that you know that broke the streak. Right. I guess so. I was right. It was going to be laugh. I'd be laughing at anybody who who, who I was makes ready that to go dark. Really, you were ready yeah, to quit soccer? It was just going to go dark for a week or two. You're going to go <laughs> off the grid? Yeah. Like not talk to anybody. Live, live like like life like you did back in 2006. Now, yeah. Hindsight, now you know. Looking back on it, is this the way? Uh, are you happy with with the way it 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 uh, it went down in penalty kicks, or, no. or would you have rather to? I would have rather. I would have rather we win in in regular time with like a three-one victory or something like that. You know, something that's comfortable. Uh, well, I mean, anybody way. would rather do that. I mean, yeah. the team, I mean what, uh, to me, it's almost like be- it's almost better when your team wins like this. Because I mean, it's not as if you're playing, you know, some schmoes. I mean, you're you're, you're playing, you know, in theory, another really good team. So you know, it's going to be, you know, tooth. I mean, to me, I've, I've always said that, like, when Mexico plays in the U.S., if Mexico wins, I want them to win on, on just the ugliest, worst possible, you know, hideous, you know. You know, if Chicha scores, if he scores like you know, like accidentally with his ass, you know, you know, something like that, and it goes in, I'd love that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's nice to have the other ones too, but it's, you know, I just, you know, in games like this, you know, you know, I mean, finals, I mean, finals are there to are there to be won. You know, if you want, you know, the pretty stuff can happen. You know, let the pretty stuff happen in the first round. You gotta, you gotta win that game. And you know what? They, they, yeah. they, uh, those penalty kicks were perfect. They were. By the Chivas, yeah. I mean, by, by the Chivas, I mean, they, they, every one of them was 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 taken confidently. Um, they picked their spot. It was just excellent execution on the penalty kicks. When you saw uh, when you saw Bradley walk up and then and then act the way he did, Dan, before he even took the kick, did did you say to yourself, "Hmm, I don't know." I if missed who, who, who? Bradley at the end. Oh, Bradley. Bradley! At the end, um, I I was hoping. Um, I honestly thought he'd make it just because he's. I thought he was going to make it too. Yeah. Really? Yeah, out of anybody, I thought he was going to make it. I just, I mean, I just looked at the, the look on his face and the way he was acting. I was like, man, there's no way this is going in. I just, I, I don't know why I thought that. I just, you know. Oh man! Of and, course, and like, it's a, it's a chance, the, way, but... the way he skied it was was. Ooh. <laughs> he wasn't even close, man. Messy like. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's actually just 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 landing right now, Dan, right outside the window. <laughs> so, no, it was, yeah, congratulations uh, it was... to to our to our uh, resident chivistas here. Thank so, you. So, Michael Bradley in, in the past four years was was horribly dispossessed against Portugal when they were you know two one up. About to go six points and you know possibly win the group and give themselves a much favorable draw in the in, in the next round. And he gets dispossessed in the Ronaldo centers, and it's you know two two. So that happens. He uh, you know he misses a penalty in the 2016 MLS Cup that cost Toronto. And then and then, you know now, now he misses this one. He was on the field against Trinidad to you know that did nothing against Trinidad Tobago. It just it's been a it's been a rough four years for, for you know for Michael Bradley. I mean, he has been emblem, the em, emblematic player behind a lot of the, a lot of these uh, just huge defeats that, that, that his teams have suffered. It's uh, it's uh, 
you know, I mean, he obviously is, you know, he will, you know, will continue to play and play well, but I mean, that's, that's a lot. So poor guy. I don't feel bad. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him either. I have a friend of mine who's real close with uh, some of the Texas Rangers uh, up in Arlington and they were in the world series a couple of years ago. Um, they played two, two in a row. They got swept in one, and then the next one, they went seven games and ended up losing. And I asked, and I asked, them, I said, you know, did you see them after that? I said, yeah. I said, said like the first night they were like, you know, devastated the whole bit, this and that. But he said after that they were, you know, they were, they was, they were done with it, and then they, you know, they move on, and and, and that's that. So, so I wonder, you know, I'm sorry to change the subject. Go ahead, go ahead. But something that's just popped up in my head has been the whole, you know, Chivas is in last place in the league and you know Toronto's the greatest team in MLS history and but Toronto's in last place in the league as well and it's because they've been focusing on the cup but haven't they actually played less matches too I mean they've played like five games or something like that but no, yeah, also, the, the, MLS MLS gave them games off as well. I mean, they lost five zero over the weekend to Houston in Houston, Toronto. But they were also playing with you know you know somewhat somewhat of an alternate team. But and I, I, but I think that goes to show that like when 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 we're talking about favorites and 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 I thought Toronto was being considered too great, too big of favorites. You know, I mean. If they were that favorites, then they wouldn't need all those advantages that MLS was trying to, you know, help them out with. Pushing games, you know, uh, just doing that kind of thing. If if they were that favored, I, you'd figure that they wouldn't need the extra help. To me, to, so, to, to uh, be honest, they shouldn't have made it past past Dita. But Dita's in that first game, they they uh, you know uh, undervalued them and and. Uh, you know they put on you know uh, alternate squad and then they lost. Yeah, Toronto scored four goals against Tigres, and you know the first one was was a goal. The second one was it was a was a CNI backheel that went into the net. The third one was on a free kick, or the third one was the autogol, right? So they got an autogol, and then the fourth one was on that free kick that the goalie, for whatever reason, decided not to put his hands up and then not stop. So they they, they did get very very lucky. And, you know, and luck is a part of it. I, mean, I, I totally get that. Yeah. They did get very lucky against Tigres in in the, in that series. And uh, now compare that to how they played played against America, and they 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 took care of America without any problem at all. Up until um, but America again also didn't take that series seriously. Well, I mean, America has been America has been on the trending down, but they haven't been. They didn't take the series. Seriously, as well, and I feel like how that, do you how how do you quantify that statement though? Like, how do you know they weren't taking it seriously? You're playing with alternate squads. No, nah, America was playing. They were playing with, with full. Star, they were playing with full starters, and, and so was. Steven. I think their issue was that maybe injuries too. I mean, if I remember, if I remember right, I mean, it was it was not a, a an alternate squad by any means by by either team. I'm gonna try and bring it up, but what they did—they didn't. I mean, they didn't. They didn't scout 
Toronto. They, they didn't spend any extra time more, more at all to prepare for them other than, you know, just a, a, a cursory, a cursory look, you know, you know, Toronto had both those teams scouted very well. They knew exactly how they were going to play. They knew exactly what each player was going to do. I mean, they, 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 they took the time to prepare for the games and, um, I, you know, to, to their own admission, both Duca and, and, and Bjorgers are like, you know, we didn't, they didn't do it. Which I think Almeida did do. But I mean, I mean, I think, the, you know, we weren't, they had pretty much given up on the, on the league, which I thought, which I think is a mistake. I, I feel like you don't do that, but you know, they did it. You know, I was, I'm actually okay with that because I mean, there's going to be another league in three months. So, yeah, you know, I, I, again, you know, for folks that get upset about that, it's like, relax. They'll be in the next one, you know. But when are they going to be in the Coca Champions Final again? I mean, that—that's why even uh, in the last uh, year of Libertadores, that the Mexican team played Pumas was actually in it. And God love them, they played those. I mean, they made it to the quarterfinals and, and got and, and lost in, in penalty kicks. But in the games that they played, I mean, they—they—they they, they sent their full team down and they, you know, they took it extremely seriously. And good because last time they played in it, you know, they didn't take it seriously and they lost all six games in the group stage. And this time they, you know, they they, they took it seriously. So again, you know, you know, Chivas is not going to be in the Cuanca Champions next year because they're not going to make, you know, they didn't make the finals uh, last season. They're obviously not making it this season. So I, again, I, you know, for Chivas fans that get mad that they didn't play the league, you know what? They weren't going to win the league anyway. They weren't going to make so. You know, it's a great opportunity to bring in some youngsters because then you get to see if youngsters actually have what it takes, and then you see also that some youngsters, you know what, maybe they don't have what it takes. Aren't ready yet? Yeah, I mean, I think that we that, that was very evident with with a couple of players. So, I do know, think for... I do think there's two aspects to this. Conca Champions is different from other Conca Champions, and I'm not just saying it because she was one. I'm saying it because the schedule was adjusted so that MLS teams were playing while they they were in season versus other years where they were playing before the season even started so they were in preseason playing the Mexican teams that were already you know midway through their season and right. Mexican Mexican teams were just steamrolling them um, I don't think that I think this helped the MLS teams not get steamrolled so it made it made the cup more competitive. MLS was definitely trying to win it, and that that made the, the cup more competitive. And then, just the fact that the team that won it was you know actually taking it serious, I feel that 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 brings some seriousness to this to this cup moving forward. Because I feel like you know Pachuca has won it in the past, and and but it's always been like you know it's just like a, a money grab, right. Cup. And this time around, it felt like, you know, this is, I mean, it could just be like, you know, the rhetoric that's been the media and the team has been throwing out there, but, you know, like it was important. Could it, could that have been because the season was lost? Maybe, but it feels like this kind of champions was, had a, a different feel to it than other years. I mean, but it should be important for, you know, at, at the very least, you know, to to go to play that club world. I mean, to go play the club world cup. If if you end up being drawn in with, 
the European champion. I mean, that that's just you know bad luck, and it happened. You know, I'm not saying that the, that they that they can't win, but yeah, you know, really depend, and I depend, about depends this. on the on the on the European team. But I mean, at least you know you're going to go. I mean, I remember you know Monterrey played Chelsea, and you knew Chelsea was going to win, but Monterrey gave him a game. You know, I remember that was when we first found out about Tecatito, and, and it was like, wow, this you know, you know they lost five two or whatever it was. But I mean, it was a competitive five two. Well, I'd much rather who see did, that. Who did Nicaxa play? Didn't did Nicaxa beat somebody? They, uh, Real Madrid. Back in the day, when they had Alex Aguinaga. I I believe that that, that, that they came in third place. I know that. I can't remember. It was it was it was one of the two. I would have to I would have to look it up, and that would involve me getting looking up. And, it, I'm looking it up right now. They yeah. came in third place, first round. Yeah, they three. came in third. And uh, I don't know. I I, th- I think I think winning this competition is a big deal. I mean, uh, uh, international competition. I mean, it's the only one that's that's really there now, uh, at least for the time being. Um, I think it's growing in prestige slowly. Um. And obviously, the ticket to the World Cup is is obviously uh, the big prize. But um, I don't know. I, it definitely definitely salvages the season for for Chivas because obviously the, the the in their league campaigns it's been poor. But overall, I mean, you got to be pretty happy with what Almeida's been able to bring. Uh, like I would take two crappy uh, seasons for for an international uh, title. Why not? No, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a championship. We won last year and two crappy seasons afterwards. And they're just, and really, I mean, and the, and the fact that they won this, this championship goes to show that I mean that the team's still not that far off from, from, from the, the, the team that won the league. And I think in most games you saw glimpses of of it going going forward. Yeah, Um, lacking finishing product, and then obviously in in the back lines, probably I think where there needs the most fixing. But uh, I I still think the team's looking well for the future. It looks like they got a lot some decent looking young kids that 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 are starting to get get minutes. So. I think there's reason for optimism. Um, just adding maybe a couple pieces, I think we'll, we'll get them back into the league. Yeah, easy. I think the the biggest concern is what happens after Almeida leaves. Because I feel like when, when as long as Almeida is there, you you kind of see like. Well, is, is isn't Wedo Real just gonna you know step in in the interim like he always does? <laughs> or or Bracamontes? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen then. Well, you know, so 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 you know, we always talk about there's always a big change for the the Mexico team that goes to the Club World Cup. So the big change that we're talking here could be, well, in all likelihood, might be Almeida, or That's maybe say Pizarro, or or may, or maybe the deal is, is is that he becomes the the Mexico national team coach, but Absolutely. they really don't need him until until 2019. So he stays with Chivas through the season, and then after the Club World Cup, he goes and coaches Mexico. I could totally see that happening. And then Mexico could do the homenaje thing, where they play their, you know, their ridiculous friendlies, and they'll send. You ready to give him four years? Almeida. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, because uh, I mean, I, I like the way that he that, that he handles his teams and in, in tournaments. 
And, yeah. and, and frankly, Mexico plays a lot of tournaments. And, uh, and, and I think that he's, uh, he's a player's coach and I think he's an offensive coach. And I think that he, that, that, that the way that Chivas plays, I think would fit the national team like a glove. And, and he's the kind of guy that looks like he puts players in positions to succeed as opposed to players where he thinks might, might, might have, might play better. I mean, and to me, tactically, he's, he's improved since he first came on as coach for Chivas. I remember the first Liguilla they played America and they lost and La Volpe just completely outcoached them. Right. And I feel like since then, he's just been improving. I mean, in, in, in this series, in the first game, he plays with, you know, man-marking Javinko, which no, none of the other teams had done. He didn't, he didn't completely stop him, but he definitely slowed him down. In the second game, he plays with two center defensive mids instead of one. And again, I mean, Jovenko did get his goal, and in the end, he had that one play where he you know, he crossed it into the into the into the box, and that kid could have easily won the game. Right. But he was, you know, he was limited because you know you you, you put a guy that's man marking him, and then another guy right there in the in the middle of the field to control, and those were you know tactical moves that that he was doing, where I think. The and when was the Toronto? last time you saw a straight up man mark like that? I mean, you, I remember you don't, in, you don't see it. Yeah, to me the most famous one. Uh, you guys, uh, I don't think we're, we're alive when it happened, but in 1982, uh, this Italian defender by the name of Claudio Gentile. I don't know if you guys ever heard the name. Uh, man marked. It was in the second round. They played. They had to play Argentina and Brazil, and that, that was those were their second round games. So he man marked Maradona and nullified him. And then he man marked Sico. And Seiko had to go up to the ref, and it's real famous shots where he shows the ref, look how much, look, look at the huge tear in my shirt that this guy gave me. Did not let me go. I mean, I mean, he was man marking him very closely, obviously, and you know, and, and ended up working for them. And it was uh, like when I saw that he was a man, I was like, wow, I, I can't, even, I can't remember the last time I've seen, I've, I've seen a straight up man marking in, in any game. I mean, in the in the second le- in the second leg against Theodis, he man marked. Guignac with with Pereira, right? And and that worked because Guignac didn't do anything in that second leg. Um, so I mean, I think That's tactically, I, th- I think tactically he's 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 growing, and and I think that's that's a good sign for the Mexican national team because I feel like he, especially here in Concacaf, you face a lot of of that like very stringent. You know, just sit back, park the bus type of teams, and you need to be able to adjust your tactics. Dan, are, are you ready for Almeida to uh, jump into the fray? Yeah, you know what? Just like I, I, I'm, we're, they're never going to get like any any huge name, and at least he's proven to be a, a, a winner and. In different capacities, he's he's won everything already. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, actually, when you think about it. He's won all the competitions that there, that are hard to win, um, and he's done it with all Mexican players already. Right. Um. So he'll be used to that. 
<laughs> he'll be used to and, that. And to the controversy. Um, and in theory, uh, he'll have uh, better players um, available to him. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I'm all about uh, planning and letting and just sticking to the plan and, and just, you know, if, if that's what you want to go with, then all right, let's just give him the time and then just stay out of his way. And just uh, do everything you can to support him. So I, I, I'd be okay with it. Uh, to be honest with you, the the way he's managed to win with arguably not the greatest of teams because while he won the league, no one really thought that they were the better team against Tigres. Um, and I personally think they had the better squad against Toronto, but a lot of people probably would would, would, would disagree. Um, so maybe, you know, he, he's, I hate to say he's able to do more with less. I mean, cause it, it, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the Chivas players, but you know, he, the fact that he's able to, to, to win, I, I think above all else is, is impressive. And, and you, I wouldn't mind seeing him. Not at all. Definitely uh, better than Tuca. So, uh, Rigo, before we move on, do you, do you want to hear just one last time? Before we sure. On. All right. Never gets old. Brings, Never gets old. Brings. I keep picturing Almeida holding a goat, smiling. <laughs> Did you see the video of him drunk? No. Yeah, apparently, yeah, Rigo, Rigo has, has has posted that for it. Uh, I hope that that didn't go like completely viral in uh, in in Mexico. I don't think so. Let, 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 let's hope I mean, they, they haven't talked about it. Well, if there's a night that he's that you should be allowed to get drunk, it's that night. Yeah. So, so they were on the bus, right? Going to the to, going to the Minerva. Yeah, he's having a good time. Good for him. It looks like, it looks like he's a college freshman on you know, on his first trip to New Orleans. <laughs> so 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 good for uh, for Matias. All right, let's move on. Let's. I got a couple other things we want to talk about here tonight. We've. we've uh, I was hoping we'd have. We had. A, we had a little Chivarmano talk, but uh, Profe didn't join us, which is uh, somewhat surprising. He usually comes out of the woodwork after a after a Chivas win. To, you know, that's the one thing uh, that I have to admit. Uh, it's not as bad as when America wins. When America wins, people you haven't seen or heard from in like ten years all of a sudden come up pintada amarillo, like like oh I've been an America fan this whole time. Which would they probably have been, but we were too embarrassed to admit it. But you know, at least at least at least it's not that bad with uh, with 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 Chivas winning. Although the 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 regulars are, are obnoxious enough as it is, they don't they don't need the the, the the fair weather fans as much as 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 America does. So it was it was very uh, very entertaining last night. All the all, all the stuff I saw from 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 Chivas. Fans. All right, guys, was, I'm uh, I'm going to drop off, good. but it was a pleasure right. as always. Hey, thank Have you so evening. much, and uh, and and before you go, Rigo, once again, so it's six fifty from New York round trip. to Dubai. Round to round Dubai. trip. Yeah. So at six fifty, you might as well you might as well bump that up. You know, if you're gonna do it, do it Good right. Go the first class. Yeah. yeah. Remember, it's exactly. And then stay in one of those little islands. All right, guys. Well, Rigo. Well, congratulations, Rigo. Uh, and thank uh, you. We will uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, later, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night, Rigo Ayala joining us from upstate New York. He uh, 
was very tired after celebrating his his Chivas winning the Coca Champions last night. Has decided to sign off here on the Cantina and make his podcast. Good spot for us, Dan, to to, to move on to other 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 topics. Uh, a couple of things happened this week. Uh, the first is uh, is Juan Carlos Osorio and his uh, non presence last night at the stadium. Had another uh, another one of these interviews with a Colombian uh, media member and uh, said some things, which uh, was was promptly forgotten. By the way, I've, I've noticed that it's usually when that happens, it's a like a week or two week thing. So he's got two weeks, Dan, to uh, to name his team, his his thirty man roster. So out of these 30, 30, 30 players, there, are we going to see any surprises, or is it going to be the, you know, you know, someone he has called up? before no surprises at this point um, you know maybe some of those French players are going to make it but um, yeah and someone completely uh, that hasn't hasn't been included yet no I don't think we'll see that so we won't see a, a lightness for an example or we won't see a, you know uh, well actually there's really isn't really that many more uh, Mexican players yeah no I mean I think he's uh, I think the one um the big question mark is going to be Pizarro. Is is because um, people seem to be put, pitting him against Gio for some reason. I don't know. Um, I think there's still even possibly room for both of them. Um, but I don't know exactly where you know. I think that's where like where where he's going to want to have depth in certain areas. Where that's where I think the question marks lie. Um. I'm thinking he might go heavy on the defensive end just because you see Nestor coming back from injury, so who knows how he's going to be. And, and and just the way last summer worked out, the way when, when the players um, – correct me if I'm wrong, uh, John. We had a couple uh, players go down for cards and, and injury, I think, and uh, left the team kind of scrambling, like forcing players to, to play in positions that nobody wants to see them play. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, there were some injuries. I remember Salcedo got injured, and and then another, and then another. Uh, I think it was Reyes who, who got injured. So again, two two defenders were injured. So yeah, it, uh... and then Guardado, I think, also missed uh, that 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 critical match. So, anyways, I, yes, so, he did uh, because he had, he had a card accumulation. So, so yeah, that that I, I think uh, we might see more players on that end. As opposed to, um, are, are there particular no, uh, names that you're uh, thinking thinking that you might see? Not really, and you know I'm looking at the Confed Cup roster. So uh, it was it was it was Cota uh, was was the one of the goalie, and then it was uh, Araujo, who will, who will be on the World Cup team. Salcedo will be on the World Cup team in bar, and he can return from injury. Rafa, uh, who knows. Diego Reyes will be on the World Cup team. Jonathan will be on the World Cup team. Layun will be on the World Cup team. Marco Fabian will be on He's the on. World Cup team. Yep. Uh, Raul Jimenez will be on the World Cup team. Giovanni, you know, you know, that's a that's a maybe. Carlos Vela will obviously be on the World. I mean, yeah, Carlos Vela has to play the 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 position the position he's playing for right now with LAFC. I mean, he's he was he's born to play it. He's outstanding. He's just uh yeah he has such a great mind and vision. The point guard? Exactly. The point forward, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah, Talavera is going to go. Ochoa is going to go. Chicharitos going. Moreno Herrera. So, so here, here are the possible spots where we could see uh, Pizarro. He took Jurgen Dam. I don't think Jurgen Dam has had a season worthy of being selected for the for the World Cup. So, right there, that's where uh, Pizarro could go in in Dam's position. And then there's Guardado. There's Peralta, Aquino, uh, Luis Reyes, and uh, Chucky and Aranis. So. The other spot, now you have to remember that uh, that uh, Tecatito wasn't on this list either. So Tecatito has to figure in here as well. Yeah. So does he figure in for, for does Tecatito figure in for Jurgen or does he figure in for Peralt, for, for Oribe? You would figure the positions they play. Well, what well, I mean, I figure out because because out of these twenty three guys, I mean, there's like twenty, you know, because it was it was uh, Irvino Sano and Alanis and Luis Reyes, who's a, who's a you know a a, def- a a defender, a wing back. So I guess you know that's you know who out of out of these twenty three, I mean, twenty of these guys are going to be in are, are going to be in Russia. The ones we're not so sure of are Giovanni, Dam, and and Luis Reyes and. Right now, and, the, and I guess and, and even Oribe, and I guess the positions that are, you know, the people that are that are up for are Giovanni, Pizarro, and Corona. I have trouble believing they could they could go at it with with just two uh, strikers, which is so why think... I think Oribe has to go. I I, I can't envision them, him just going with Chich and and, and Raúl. Well, the other guy that I, I mean, think I guess in a go, pinch, Vela could play up front, and so, I mean, right. I guess any, I guess a few of them could play in a pinch, but that's. I like Oliva's leadership too. I mean, I personally think four forward should go because I, I think that you should plan, you know, whatever your base, your the base formation is, and just, you know, double up, and uh, yeah, but then, that's just me. So. Well, so his, you're base, well, his base formation is just one, one, really just one, uh, one center forward. So he does only need two. Yeah, if, but, if but, 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 but he uses the that. other one to, to interchange. So really, does play with two and then like a straight up winger. Yeah. So anyway. So you do think he'll play both of them at the same time? Oh, I think so. I'm not so sure, just because he's got options um, on the wings. That's true too. All right, so 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 Jurgen we think is out, right? Yeah, I, I don't see him uh, getting ahead of Oribe, ahead of Gio, or ahead of Pizarro at this point. And, and don't forget Tecatito too. So so and Tecatito, so, yeah. So so Tecatito Tecatito's probably takes, a lock in my opinion. Yeah, he take he takes Jurgen's spot. So that really only leaves, and you know, and Aquino is a lock too. So that really only leaves the Peralta and the Giovanni for uh, for for Pizarro. So maybe that's why they say Gio, just because he's the the one who's clearly making it easy to question his inclusion. Well, I mean, he was he was in those Fox commercials. Giovanni was so. You know, uh, you know who they were and like. Do you think Do you think Pizarro had the kind of performance that uh, that makes it like a, you know, without a doubt, you have to you have to call him up. I don't think so. You know, I run, I run hot and cold on that. 
because you know he he has shown. I mean, in in in, in both of these games, he you know he just he makes these just unbelievably good plays. But at the same time, you know, he would did dis- disappears for stretches, or just you know that d- d- doesn't make good decisions. And it seems like 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 those lapses are, last longer than his good lapses. And I think that that's what's so frustrating about him is is and is, is that you see you know you know what what his abilities are, and it's wow. So well, the way he handled that that the the goal, I mean, that was just beautifully done. Uh, the way he waited and waited and waited and, and just perfectly weighed the the pass the through ball, but um, right. But then later on, then you see him when the team is struggling, when the team is getting uh, tight. He he was he 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 wasn't a calming influence. He he contributed to some of the mistakes as well. Right. Like yeah. Trying too he, much. Trying too hard. They press. You know that that that's been Chivas' yeah. problem all season. Is that, that that's, everybody is pressing at the same time, and they just they can't get it together. And you know, I mentioned last week on on the podcast, and I mentioned it this week. You know, you know, for Chivas to win, they're uh, and you say it about any team, but specifically for Chivas, their best players have to have to play well. And you know, I, you know, for the goal, it was uh, Pizarro Pineda that hooked up. I mean, I think I thought Pineda again played well. You know, he's, he's starting to, to round back into the form that he had. Um, they, I mean, they, they, they just all all of them just just they all went into a slump at the same time, and they just they just uh, they couldn't have picked the worst time to do it. You know, for them. Because I think if I think if all of those guys would be, uh, you know, would be playing well, I, th- I think that they that they would be merit serious consideration for this list, you know. But as well, it I is, think a year ago, uh, all of us had Pineda as a, as a shoe in. Absolutely, I mean, he was. You know, I mentioned it last week. You know, I, you know, I thought that you know, along you know, going into the 2017 silly season, he and Jonathan were the were the best midfielders the Mexico had. I mean, Jonathan had a great year. Villarreal had a great Confederations Cup, and then Pineda. You know, we were expecting big. You and I were both expecting big things from him at the at the Gold Cup, and you saw glimpses of it in San Diego. But it, but his play just did, did not. Of course, they're also playing him as a winger. You know, too. It's like he's not a winger, so you know, it just gets uh, it gets a little frustrating sometimes to to watch these guys struggle because you know that they're struggling to play a position that they're not. Uh, entirely accustomed to playing, so that that's where fans get frustrated with with Osorio. Is it's like, uh, you know, I know that you're a super genius, and we get that, but you know, it doesn't take a genius to know that you know, you know, maybe you can, you know, not play your your best offensive player as a, you know, the holding left midfielder. Call me crazy. Do you do you think he's um? Do you think he's blowing smoke uh, when he says he's kind of when he generally speaks that when he says uh, or when he comments that he was happy with the performance of the team? Oh, sorry. Or do you, th- or do you th- yeah, or do you think he's honestly being like honest, uh, giving an honest response to how, like basically saying like you know according to what he wanted, the team did what he wanted for the most part. Because uh, I guess I just wonder sometimes. I guess the reason I ask is because I, I wonder. I think most of us have a have a, a vision of what of what good play looks like, and I'm just sometimes I wonder like, well, maybe that's just not in the cards for like that, he doesn't. He's he's looking to achieve other things. 
not what we consider pretty. Right. Like well, he's got and, very and, and specific and goals. I, and that's why I mentioned uh, when when you first came on the podcast that you know I, you know the the, the 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 optimist in me thinks that you know what he's done over the past couple of years is just put players in 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 certain uh situations to see, you know, one if they can handle it. And two, you know, just you know just to let them understand how to do something in in case in case they have to play it against, you know, whomever. Yeah. And uh and so I think that 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 that, that, that is part of I, th- I think that we will see in the World Cup, you know, you know, eighty-five percent of, of the roster is going to be guys that are that are in a position where they they normally play. And uh, so I, I and I don't think we'll see like a major amount of rotaciones, you know, at all. I think we will definitely see, you know, if, if he, he might make one or two changes, but up to like like changing Corona for Lozano. You know, not not changing Corona for Araujo. You know, let's say. I I think um, I guess I'm mostly curious as far as the how he approaches these matches. I've heard some some suggest that he may go with it with an alternate squad to start off with Germany and just ensure they win the next two. That would fresh, be so dumb. Which I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't, there's no way that he would do that. Uh, I mean, I mean. I mean, honestly, could you imagine if they trot on alternate squad against Germany? Germany's going to go really. They would just. They would hang. They would hang a dozen on them in thirty minutes. <laughs> As a fan, I think I'd be very disheartened by that kind of pragmatism. Yeah, I would too. That would that would be just completely idiotic. You know, I'm not saying that Mexico has a. You know, the has a you know a, a a gigantic chance to be German, but you know what? You know, Germany can have a bad day. They're they're not infallible. I mean. And especially in the first round, where they're not necessarily playing at, at uh, you know, they're, they're, they're probably really good players. You, you, yeah. you can't, you, you know, you, you can't say like, oh my gosh, this guy could totally just kill us. Like, just you know, most of their players are just really, really good. So you don't have to deal with a messy, I guess. I mean, are, are the chances high that you're going to lose? Probably, yeah. But but you want to lose one zero, you know, two two one, you know, you don't want to lose three zero four zero. You, it just, it's just. You know, goal differential is so important. I will important. say, though, that, that because he's so um, out there and, and and optimistic, you do think that, like, at least in my, at least in my opinion, that if if the stars align and he gets it right on the, on, on the day, I think he's got a better shot at beating a Germany than anybody else that's coached. Sure. Just, just because I think he's more risky. He's going for it. He will definitely be, uh, be, especially if he trots out his three-four-three, which just does not work for this team. And you know, hopefully he will, uh, hopefully he'll figure that out because it is just not a good formation. I think all of us would just like to see two, two, two forwards up front. You know, and just something see, more uh, closer yeah. to a four-four-two. At least I personally would. I, I I believe that you know Mexico when they're going up against teams that are going to be better than them, and that's you know out of the let's say four to five World Cup games they're going to play, you know at least two, maybe not three teams, you know are, are going to be better than they are, and because of that, I think they have to play with with uh, with with a five man back where they're you know with the three central defenders and the two and, and they'll do the five three two. I think the five three two just you know 
it, it, it is it is the formation that I think that, that the Mexicans are born to play. I think I think it's the I, one I that just think fits the Mexican the, game best against the better competition, though. You, you know, it is something I'm used to, but I do think that Mexico just um, performs better with perhaps two defensive midfielders. Oh, absolutely! Um, just a much more conservative approach, and uh, I'm still it, it's still kind of scary when you see when you see him trot out that four three three. Yeah, no, it is. It's. Uh... Especially knowing that that out of the three midfielders, you know, none of them really want to play defense all that much. Yeah, that's another thing it's too. A problem. So. Yeah, it's a problem, and I don't know if that's something that uh, that that's going to get solved. And you know, this, and again, the sad reality about Liga Mekis is that there are no uh, quality, quality, quality defensive midfielders that, that can fill that role. Except for Jesus Molina, and I think because of that, then he actually has a that guy that I think Luis Perez a position that I read out. I think that that that, that one's going to go to Jesus Molina. I think he's going to he's going to be on the World Cup because he's the only semi decent Mexican defensive midfielder. Well, he's very unpopular amongst fans, it seems like, but I don't see why. I mean, I guess he's because he's simple, and. Um... I, you know, you need you need a little simplicity in your game, like a like a Busquets. I mean, that dude. Have you ever seen him play a, a difficult pass? Exactly. Yeah, let I mean, let the fancy guys do that. I'm just here to keep possession. I'm here to get possession and and then keep it. I'll I'll let I'll let you fancy guys do your do your fancy passing. And and you know and, and you know he's he's tall, which is yep. a big plus for Osorio, and he tracks back, which Arreda just does not do. Or and Jonathan could, and and but he's he's his role seems to be to press up instead of you know uh, be back. Like 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 he's he's Mexico's best pressure. That's what Osorio has him do all yeah. the times. No, his, and, his, and his, I I think that's high. his instinct too because. For better or worse, yeah, I think he likes to put pressure. Which a lot of times, I mean, if 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 your job is, you know, is to 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 be that first line of defense uh, for your for your defense, well, then you're already out of the play if they get past exactly. you. I mean, to me, the big problem with that is if if is, you know, he's leaving a forty yard hole, uh, you know, in the position that that is not being, uh, uh, backed up by 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 the winger. So that's why. So yeah, someone like Molina, I'd be, I'd be actually uh, definitely okay with. I mean, he, he honestly, he is, he is the, uh, you know, I think he's going to go because of that very reason is, is that he's tall and he plays that position, and you know, the, the, the defenders and your central, your your defensive midfielder are guys that are going to get yellow cards more than anybody else. So, you know, uh, and then the last World Cup. Gallito, who was playing out of his mind, terrific, got the second yellow against Croatia in a play, and, and 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 unfortunately for him, it was a play that he had to make because Croatia was breaking away, and there was nobody there, and he's like, "Sorry, bud." He didn't do, you know, it wasn't harsh, but he took him down, and and the ref didn't hesitate, and Osorio didn't complain, or I'm sorry, Gallito did not complain about it, and he was out the next match, 
And uh, unfortunately for Mexico, they had to play Sancila, who didn't have a bad game against Holland, but, you know, it was a night and day difference as far as what Gallito was able to do. And, you know, Gallito didn't do anything fancy either, Dan. He was just passing it. Yep. He, uh, yeah, so they're, they're certainly... Uh, but yeah, this team out doesn't really have anybody that, that, that does that too, too much. I mean, Jonathan does do that when in possession. Um, like, I think, like, and when, when in possession, I, I, I actually would like Jonathan better than anybody else in that position. It's just on the defensive end is is where is is where the question marks is, and that's that's really the team. I think everybody's basically like uh, everybody sees that as the biggest hole. The biggest concern is, is that back line and the spaces they leave, and you know, and I the amount that, of goals go that, that go ahead. I say I go back to the Olympics where uh, it, it was uh, Salcido and. And Herrera were the were the starting mids, and neither of them wanted to play defense. So it would just it would just be problematic. They would get get in each other's way. I mean, they just had and so they would have to put Chaton in the second half. And the minute that happened, you know that that let Herrera roam a little more forward. Chaton was going to do what he did, but you know behind, you know he was more of an aerial for me. It, it changed the game completely. So you know having a a, a strong defensive midfielder. Uh, is it was what was lacking in the in, in the Confed Cup with the list that we just read. So, you know, you know, you know, Molina right now is 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 the best man. He's he is the best available. <laughs> who do you got? Do you have A, B, C? Send me your best available, and that's and and, and that's who Mexico is going to get. So, and he will wear twenty. I think twenty one was the number that was available, so he will wear twenty one. Dan, the last uh, thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we wrap it up here tonight was the uh, the the news that came down yesterday that the quote unquote Pacto de Caballeros that doesn't exist has been uh, you know they're going to be able to uh, well they said that it was going to be oh, done and dusted by the start of the Apertura 2019 season so a year and a half from now so there'll be uh, three more seasons before they even get to that one. And I'm thinking, you know, it's a good start, but I just don't think that, uh, that it's, it's really going to happen the way the players think, 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 think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm a little bit curious to see how it's going to end. I mean, now, I, I I do think, uh, and the players, you know, we know well within their rights. If they can, if they, you know, if, if if they can get to the point where they can, you know, move freely from from one Mexican team to another, which is you know, which should be well within their right, once their contract is up, then to me, the you know that that is the you know the biggest part of the, of the and it also players coming back. Like if Chicharito say if he, if he uh, you know, was on the outs with, with, with Chivas before he went to Manchester and he wanted to come back. You know, he, he couldn't play anywhere without Chivas' blessing, which is ridiculous. But that's just, you know, how it is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm know, just think, so, think that's what I'm saying. Like, like, the, it's kind of hard to... 
do away with if, if that's the understanding. Well, uh, you know, think, think of a player like Vela. You know, Vela probably can't ever play in Liga Mekis because of that. Because Chivas would probably say, no, no, there's no way. You know, we, we, we won't allow. You can't have. Which is ridiculous. You know, to me, it just, it just, it is just absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, but th- those are very, um, uh, you know, unique situations. They're just not that yeah. many Mexican players that play abroad. So to me, to me, the biggest thing about this thing, if the players are able to negotiate their, their, their ability to, uh, basically be part of the player pool up, up through the international last day of, of players being signed, which is like usually like August 31st. Then, then I think that you know that that is a huge step for them, and and and, and hopefully that uh, that does pan out that way. Because I remember, I don't know if you were on the podcast last week, but uh, we were talking about this, and 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 to me, I think it's just, it's just criminal to think that a Mexican player, once his contract is done, can sign anywhere in the world he wants, except except another Mexican team. Yeah, that's um I I guess I one of the I guess the issues that I'm I'm wondering how it's going to affect is just how these teams are going to operate w- with the current structure with the foreigners and can the Mexican player shoot themselves in the foot with the owners, I guess, by demanding all these um extra like can the owners get back at them in other ways, I guess. By just excluding them completely, I don't. I like. I don't know. I. I. I I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out. I. I yeah. I see. I mean, and that to me is the part of the be something that... like a rosy outcome. Right. And that's part of the pacto that, that frankly, is a part to me that that's most disappointing. Is just, is or just you know the childish blackmail stuff. That uh, that that the owners do the. Uh, you know they're, they're 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 ridiculous. You know you know like like the case of Aftana the Nigris who who you know had to go play and you know and, and he was Turkey. still a very good player. You know having to go to Greece and Turkey and all these places because yeah. he. And then I remember I was listening on the radio, and it said uh, you can't play in Mexico because of something. And it said next question. I can't answer that question. So he couldn't even talk about it. Wow. I mean that is yeah that's you know, that. that you should be a professional in any profession and then I know that you can't, you know, you know, you know, do that freely in your own country because of, you know, some snit that some guy has, you know, they make it very, it just, it's just, yeah. So hopefully they, they can look, uh, you know, I, you know, there, there are Pacto de Caballeros in every league on, on the planet in every sport. I think that that's, uh, I don't think anybody denies that. Yeah. But, but, the, you know, in, in other places they do have free agency, where where well, once a player is out of his contract, he can he can freely negotiate with whoever he wants. So until that happens, until that happens in Mexico, then Mexico does not that that is that that is the most important part of of the quote unquote gentleman's pact that has to go away, is not allowing players to be free agents. I mean, I was watching. Uh, the, the shows last night and the, and the you know and the guys that had been the uh, you know had been in the front office were like oh you know I think you know the draft is a great thing because we got everybody there got all the agents there we can negotiate them blah 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 you know it's so great that it happens in two or three days I was thinking 
that's like the worst thing that can happen. You know, they should have, you know, players should be able to, you know, you know, I mean, this is a big decision for some of these guys. You know, they got families to think about. You know, and 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 that they're they're at the complete mercy of these other, of these clubs. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that is something that will uh, will work itself out and. And you know, in the, the, you know, no, players, you know what, well, what what drove the change was this like the the players' union that that's been key to to initiating this, or was this a? No, it, it was the players' association, and they were actually threatening to uh, not play in, uh, in 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 this last week of uh, of, of the of the of the tournament. Wow. So yeah, and um, and they they met. Of course, they had a press conference, and, and again, and they, even in the press conference, they didn't even mention. The because you know of course the Pacto de Caballeros you know quote unquote doesn't exist, but uh, you know it's been a lot of the older players and uh, I remember when, when we had Martina we were talking about this you know the, the players that came out and you know that were furthest you know, it was you know Rafa Chicharito and Chaco Chaco Jimenez and you know and at the press conference we had Chaco and Oribe and then Moisés Muñoz I mean like you know a lot of you know players you know that have that that carry a lot of weight. Yeah, and uh, and then that's what I talked about with Martinez, and it wasn't like it was you know El Maco Robles and Jove Bermudez and you know, you know some of these <laughs> yeah, guys. guys with clout. Exactly, yeah, yeah, guys. So yeah, so hopefully something will happen. I mean, I hope that the uh, you know it's not a union; it's an association. And as long as they get some concessions, I think that that's uh, you know they're not asking for much. They they just want to be treated yeah. like every other soccer player on the planet, and I don't know why that it's such a bad thing. Call me, call me crazy. I don't know. So Dan, before we go, uh, just just one last thing. I just I, I, I thought I should mention before we go is uh. Yeah, I was debating whether or not to show just for that particular reason. Now now I regret coming on. Oh um, no, you know what? Um, there's there's certain teams that I'm always kind of like I wouldn't say fearful of, but I'd be like, all right, I would. It won't surprise me if we lose against them. So, like, every time we play Monterrey or we play Toluca, I put in Pumas in that same group where it's like, yeah, you know what? Wouldn't It wouldn't exactly shock me. And then considering the fact that, you know, they're still missing their, their center back, Pumas is is uh, having to win. And that uh, that need to win isn't, isn't with Santos. So, like, yeah, that... I I wasn't remotely surprised by the result. Well, congrats, man! You guys needed to win. I I I, I, mean, I put in a couple phone calls. Um, you know, I said, you know, my my boy needs uh needs some help to get his team into the Ligia and to the dance. So, I'm like, and we're we're good right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta tell you, I mean, they really sold it because they had like upwards of like 40 shots. You know, you know, 20 of them on goal. The Pumas goalie had 11 saves. It was insane. And uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, one, it was one thing I will say is I'm I'm I'm, I'm officially uh, cold on Jonathan. On on, on Orozco, you're, you're yes. done with him. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that before the before he gets poached by either Chivas or someone else, I'm I'm hoping they promote Acevedo to to give him give him the starting role. Okay, um, I, so, I, I I think uh, he could have. Dad. The only player Chihuahua wants to poach is Araujo, and it's a big if, because they're saying that he might live to Europe after the World Cup. 
So there is no big. Uh, it's all rumors at this point. They're saying yeah, but that I don't think Anaco would get a better deal in Europe if he does Chris if he just wants to play in Europe. No, no, but yeah, that's the thing though. So they're saying that if you know there's no Euro transfer, that Chivas is in the front running to to reel him in. But it's a rumor, you know. But it's 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 been gaining weight. You know, I think um, it, it, this may not be a very popular opinion, but I think Uribe would would actually do quite well with Chivas, especially with someone like Pizarro. Um, well, that, he I think, might be I think leaving too. To, yeah, I know. That's, También that. se va a ir, so. <laughs> yeah, Chivas team might be dismantled by uh, by the summer or December. It might not even. No, that's, that's what happens with success, though. That comes with success. Well, I mean, a lot of players came in and they weren't thinking of staying for the long term. And that's that's the case with, like, Pizarro, who he wanted to go the way of Chucky, you know. And uh, so that's that's the one team that that is said wants him is PSV. Um, and, and, and the other guys like Corbelin and all of them, they, they know now that they, they, these players want to go abroad. Supposed to like before, where if you were in one of the top five, that's it. You, you pretty much had him. Yeah, and, and their and their best chance to do that, Joel, is if they go to the Club World Cup. Yeah, because they're not going a, to the World Cup. I know, but if if some of the offers or deals come through, so like with Annalise, Getafe is already, you know, for months it's been a done deal supposedly, you know. Um, so like Annalise, Cota, who. Who still is still owned by Pachuca? So I mean, you're looking at Chivas team; they might be dismantled by next summer. Well, we already figured this out, Juan. While you were, oh, you went out to go and talk on your other okay. podcast. Yeah, your, I mean, manicure. No, 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 I had a Manny Petty. Oh, you had a Manny Petty. Well, we decided yeah. that that uh, that I may that will be the national team coach, but he won't come in until after the Club World Cup. Oh, well, that might 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 be the case because they they have done it in the past. Wait, La Volpe was what? Was he announced like in January or or late December? Uh, I don't remember, but I remember Ugo didn't take over until he was announced in uh, <laughs> in October. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't play his first game till February. Yeah, I know that was bad. Yeah, so I mean, I know so. Interesting what will be happening with with Chivas. But but back back to back to Santos and Pumas. Yeah, before you rudely interrupted. Now, actually, the best thing about about, the, about uh, the the Pumas is they won two in a row. They control their own destiny. If, if they win against uh, Querétaro, uh, they will. Uh, I think they can maybe go as high as fifth. Wow. For the, uh, for, for, oh. for the league, yeah. you, only, only in Liga MX, you could go two months without winning. And then end up fifth. <laughs> well, yes, I have to remember. Yes, have to remember that, that that is true. They went two months without winning, but but the first <laughs> the first two months they did nothing but win. So that is that is true. So let's let, let let's not lose sight of that. And and, right. and I have a question for Dan because his Santos were in a hot streak. Good. But now no the hot streak is with the Diablos. It's all devils, man. Chorizo power right now. 
I think they've broken some records too. It is it is the longest win streak in Liga Mekis since like the early seventies. Yes. Since since the 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 the, the original Machina did it uh, like in seventy two, I think is what so I. Well, it, it might if, if it you might go back be Saints into the recordings. Devils. If you guys go back into the recordings, yeah. um, I, I specifically said to Luca was, to me, in my opinion, was a better team. You did and say it. And the best team currently. Much, much credit to They're you, Dan, because I wasn't seeing it. So, I, you know, my respects to Danny Boy. I wasn't seeing it. I was losing hope on Cristante. I was like, you know, a couple losses here, and my boy Chepo might, you know, sneak in. Have to come back, yeah. They might bring him back, but they held on to him, and, and it's very impressive what they're doing. Um, aside they from that one loss to Necaxa. They did lose nine the Copa, in a row. right? They did. Their, their last loss was to Puebla. They lost to Puebla on Valentine's Day. Oh. And then they've they won a nine. They, they won a, it was a nine-game win streak. And in those nine games, they've only allowed... Three goals. Three goals in nine games. And they play they're at, at and they've already clinched the, the, the number one spot. Number, so, what, what what spot is Santos in? Santos is they are in number two. So they, oh, they, could, so they, they, could, they will meet in the final if, if it ends that way. Diablos yeah. versus Santos. They Monterrey will versus is, is three. Tigres four, America's five, Pumas six, Morelia seven, Tijuana eight. And then wow. teams that still have a chance. Cruz Azul actually has a very good chance. I mean, I'm not kidding. Oh, they make still. Them... I thought they're they were alive. there. They, 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 they're like zombies, no, man. They are, they are still alive. No, <laughs> they were lot, there like three times. <laughs> a lot of things have to happen. A lot oh. of things have to happen. They, 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 have, they have to win. And then they have to win to get a better goal difference than Tijuana, who is – they're oh, at plus that's right. five, and that's the only reason they're in plus. Okay. They're in they the need eight. Chivas help. And then, Maybe and a then, Chivas high in there, you know, because that's who they're going to be facing. I think that's that's this week's right. game. So, so four. Here you go. This this is the the, the, the this is the most fantastic uh, scenario that that Cruz Azul could possibly ask for. I'm afraid I just blew myself. But here you go. Cruz Azul to make the liguilla. Tijuana, Pachuca. Necaxa and Puebla all, all have to lose. Oh, that's, that's so they have to, so so fourth. But who? There was some team a couple of years ago. I think it, I think it was Pachuca that went in because the similar. Yeah, because like three or four teams, and the last one was was América, and it was with La Volpe. And, uh, <laughs> and and they lost that. So let's let's take a look at let's take a look at the at the at the games then. So we have. Friday we have Morelia Necaxa, so so, Ooh. and then Tijuana Toluca, so so they have to so oh, Cruz Azul will be Morelia fans and Tijuana fans. I'm sorry, Toluca fans on Friday. On Saturday they have Tigres Monterrey. That one's not going to matter. Pachuca Atlas, so they have to root for Atlas. And then America plays Santos and and Guadalajara Leon. So 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 we have. And then on Sunday it's uh, Veracruz Cruz Azul. So they control oh. that one. Wait, wait. Where is that match at, though? That's in, the, that's in, that's in, the, that's in the Puerto Jarocho. That's in the I Puerto Jarocho. Okay. I got to bounce, guys. All right, Dan. Hey, thanks Sorry, for coming okay. on. Yeah, man. Have a good night. Later, Danny boy. Thank you. Daniel Preciado. 
and and by this by this point the red sharks are saved it's Lobos Puebla that got relegated I'm sorry Puebla Puebla was the other team not not uh, not Veracruz yes you're right uh, you're absolutely right so who plays Puebla so Lobos Buap plays plays Puebla and 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 yeah. the, the Clásico Camotero they're, they're toast they're toast so, so. So yeah, but, it, but it's in it's in the uh, it's in the the loberio or what do they call the thing the loberio. It's in it's in Lupine's bar. But anyway, well, Joel, I'm glad you're able to hop on, but we we were really well, just uh, getting ready, getting ready to, to 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 wrap up the well, show there. For the extra time, though, John, you were telling me how much you love. Tempos extra and oh yeah, because it, <laughs> it is the best part. It is the best part of, of any game is when play, players come in after after running around for two hours. And, oh, we had to do this for another half hour more. Just yeah, let, let's, let's get right on that. Let, 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 let's <laughs> so, yeah. get right on that. No, but we were talking yeah. Osorio before uh, before uh, before we uh, uh, wrap it up here. We actually went through the twenty three man roster, Coel, and. Oh. And I, and I have it. This is the 23-man uh, roster from uh, from the Confed Cup. So, but but before you get there, John. Yes. I want to I want to say a comment you made earlier about there's another televisora choosing choosing roster yes. spots. Yes. <laughs> and we saw it. We saw the Fox Sports commercial, which is pretty good. It's about the curse. Yes. So they're promoting they're promoting Selección as being cursed and uh it's the the Dos Trago brothers that show up. That's right. They were hopping off the plane and, and heading over to the uh to wherever it was that they were going. It Ron was, uh, Ron is here. Is he is he is he, re, is he returning or is he just showing up? No, he's just showing up. Yeah, I'm just showing oh, up, guys. Man. We need we need to hear Ron's take on what's going on at Coapa, because you know well, first, there seems, first to, and, seems to be first, some ruckus. No, well, first and foremost, I just wanted to congratulate the uh, oh, uh, my Chivas, Chivas. <laughs> yeah, for their uh, for the victory. I, I think it was a uh, well deserved, you know, uh, tournament. Yeah. I mean, I kind of I, I, for a moment I thought that you guys were going to uh, to lose, you know the. Uh, well, they did lose. <laughs> no, no, I mean the series. You mean the series, you know? Oh yeah, man. They had that one shot almost towards the end. Yeah. When uh, when this uh, Jovico sends the cross, and, and a guy named Osorio, ironically. Yeah, and you know uh, he, he boots it up. You know, you know, despite you know, despite the other clubs not taking the 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 series, you know. <laughs> and, or so and... they say. <laughs> You know, I mean this. Well, I think that they admitted to that, didn't? Didn't both coaches like, hey, you know what? I mean, really, this was just kind of a thing. I mean, it it really is a, a pro the you know conca cha- uh, <laughs> championship, you know. But that's neither here nor there now. No, no, I, no, I, no, I you no, know why what? Specifically is it, you is know it what, a pro? I agree with you. What's that? Well, was, why specifically is it a pro? Well, I'm just using Hoyle's <laughs> logic. Because no, it's true. It was, it was right. It was right before World Cup. A lot of players are more interested in in, in the call up to the World Cup. Yeah, but it was like a seven team tournament. They played seven games. 
you know, you know what? I just, I think it's like, you know, America and Tigres didn't really put the effort that they should have, you know, and, and no. that's their fault. That's not Chivas' fault. That's not right. Toronto's fault. You know? Across the board for play, players and coaches. Yeah, across the board. But using the same logic because, you know, Hoyle used to bust my balls. About... <laughs> <laughs> no, used to. I, I still do. I still do. That's not going away. <laughs> well, because it was a whole league. You know, league, you want to play every team in the league. But you don't want to do a group where you play three three teams, and then you go into a playoffs where you play like three other teams. You know, and it, it, I, I mean, I they was played kinda... eight. They played eight games. They played eight, eight. games. In the, eight games. <laughs> yeah, and that constitutes a league championship. I mean, that's they should have just called it a cup, you know, or a mini torneo or something. Yeah, but it's <laughs> so and, and, it, and the, yeah. This was this was the game, Joel. Yes, See, and this surprises me from Ron that this is a a tournament that that that, that he covets and cherishes because his, <laughs> his 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 beloved his beloved Jaiba Brava played America in the final and 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 won the first leg four one yeah yeah four one <laughs> and then mysteriously oh. lost four zero in the in, in in the second leg. So Jaiba um, Brava, what even happened to that team? They're, they're still in, around. They're in they're the uh, they're in the Ascenso. Yeah, yeah. How, how dare they? <laughs> they had some how, sweet uniforms, man. And, they and, did. And the, uh, and the, uh, the logo, they they modified it a little, but that that logo from the eighties was was awesome. Yeah, it was one of my favorites. It was it was very cool. I I I, I like that shirt a lot. It was like it was like light blue with a with a with a dark blue crab, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. Reynoso Reynoso, if I'm mistaken, was coaching uh, uh, Tampico Madero uh, during that time. Um, and they had players like Sergio Lira, and I know that they had a couple of players from that played in, with America, with Reynoso and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, we need, we need to, Brian, we need to do one of those. Where are they now, teams? Yeah, yeah. Because like Toros Nesa, yeah, and and it's interesting because Nesa Walcoyol, it actually means. Uh, I believe it means. Yeah, starving coyote in Nahual. Well, but they're but they're toros. <laughs> well, well it yeah, up. but they, 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 because the original Nessa team were were coyotes Nessa. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably Spanish owners. Yeah, you know, do when they mean they refer to that team as a Nessa York. <laughs> Nessa York, that's true. <laughs> that was a fun team, man. That was yeah. one of the most fun teams I've ever had the pleasure of seeing. Wasn't um, that wasn't that Toros team Joel, the team that, that that Chivas defeated to win their first championship in like thirty years? Yeah, and it was like 18. it was pretty. It was kind yeah. of sad. It was, was kind of sad because you're expecting a closer result, and it ended up being a like a five zero. And and Turco was on that team. Was it wasn't he on the on the Turco team? Turco and Lusenhoff and they yeah. had they had a uh, Nelson de Mello and they had and, Victor Ruiz. They had a and Hitos Meso, Hitos Meso, if I'm not mistaken, was the coach. Yeah, he lost to to, to, to Tuca, which is yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, was, he, yeah who was the, the Chivas coach? It was yeah, it was Tucamion, but but you know, seeing how he's defensive and and for have his team win like that, it's pretty surprising. Now, I I would like I would like to see what happened. I, I'm pretty sure something happened. You know, so, so, something but, must have happened uh, that that team just crashed that bad because they were favorites. Now, and, hey, and hold, for, sorry to finish, finish, finish up your thought. No, no, no. Well, yeah, for, you know, now, now that I look at it, you know, it's like, 
you know, something must have happened. Yeah. That's my that's my best guess. Something must have happened in, in the background, you know, for that for that team to go down that bad. Now, I mean, uh, it, it could always happen, but the odds are were pretty low. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was a fun that was a fun final to. Uh, I mean, it was a fun final to watch because you know because of a blowout, you know. Yeah, no, but if you see some of the goals that that Nessa team was scoring, they scored this one goal where it was like tres tres tacones. You know that yeah. that back heel pass. Yeah, they had this. They were they were scoring some awesome goals of like that whole team, the way they would connect. And it, yeah, that was. They were uh, they were a fun team. When the, there was a Nessa team a couple of years ago in the uh, in the and started playing in Copa Mekki, so I was like, wow, we're gonna get Nessa back into a. They actually played World Cup games in Nessa. Yeah, they did. In, in '86. Nessa even had a Royal Rumble against the Jamaican team. Yeah, Pony Ruiz got the Pony Ruiz right. got the, the, the You had the Jamaican players using weapons. <laughs> it was like WWF. Cage match. Now, do you it say was, it was a pro, the, a, a pro the championship because because the tournament format changed for for Liga MX and and, and MLS teams? Wrong. Is that why it's a pro? Then? Well, it's going to change again next <laughs> next season. You know, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the the Conca champions, but. No, I'm just I'm just busting Hoyt's balls, you know. What are what are the changes for next season? <laughs> I think they're going to eliminate the group stages for the for like the teams in North America or something. Well, they've already done I, that. I don't remember that, all the that, that was what yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, the way the way that it was is is that the the North American teams got to pass all the way to the to the round of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. This this was a fun tournament. And the uh, yeah, so so they ended up playing. Uh, two less games than they would have what they would had they played the group stage because yeah. they would go from group stage right to the quarterfinals. This time they expanded it, which I think is actually uh, a little because that way it gives <laughs> the uh, you know it, it's kind of like how that we're going to see that World Cup and uh, when they expand it to forty eight teams, it's going to bring a lot of teams in that otherwise you know didn't have a chance. They're going to have to pretend like they have a chance to do it, and then when they get to the uh, you know when, when they play, you know when Fiji plays Germany in the World Cup, you know we'll we'll, we'll know what's up. So, so I think that the, the format itself, and frankly, uh, you know, as far as MLS went, I mean, MLS was in the middle of their, you know, they were kind of run into what uh, what Liga MX teams were into when it came to the Libertadores. Is you know they're in the middle of the playoffs, and they'd have to play these Coca Champions games. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, you know, if anybody favors from the, the schedule change, it was definitely them, because it was it wasn't always that they would even advance out of the group stage. Before they even got to the quarters, so now they go directly to the quarters, and you know, which I, you know, again, you know, and to, to to go along with your dream run of having a, you know, a, a badass, you know, Pan American Club tournament, um, you know, maybe like like do a straight up knockout rounds the way they do. I think might might be the best way to go. Yeah. Um, now, you know, going going back to the whole pro the you know the whole pro the championship, you know, uh, and this happened and this happened also when. Uh, when Club America won their their title after like twelve years in two thousand two, right? You, I remember. I remember that uh, you know a lot of people were trying to knock out, you know, trying to knock down that uh, or discredit America for winning that title because one, it was against Necaxa, and two, because it was close to the uh, to the World Cup that a lot of like you know uh, some some of the players had already left uh, for for the for the final. So it was like it was kind of like just a watered down, you know, final, and 
And, and obviously, you know, most of it was because of the whole Nick Axa, you know, whole, you know, little brother, big brother thing. But, I mean, people forget. And there was this one play in particular that Adolfo Rios saved the, the, uh, saved the a ball from going in. I mean, it, by the fingernails. I mean, if that would have gone in, it's over for America. So, so I mean, that's that's that tends to happen, especially when when teams win. Well, I shouldn't say teams when certain teams win so close to the World Cup. You know that it, like that it becomes like oh, no one really cares about the league anymore. Everybody's just looking forward towards the World Cup. You know. Ron, Ron, I want to say something. I, I think, you know, and back then I used to even get in on that. I used to, everyone used to jump on the America hate and the whole conspiracy of, of you know, it's all set up for America to win. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I but, kept telling people. But then, 13 you years, know. 13, 12 years, yeah, 13 years. Exactly. You know, where, where's the help, you know? Exactly, and, and, I, and, and I've always said this, and I've said there's never been another instance, before or after, where a club, a, you know, a, a, a team, requests a federation for a, for a foreign ref, for a foreign ref to go uh, um, officiate a game, and that happened to America, yeah. and, and 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 the uh, Costa Rican ref blew. And you can watch videos of this. I mean, they, they he blew some serious calls because America would have won, uh, you know, had it been, not been for the officiating. And you know, I think uh, I think I posted it once. You know, Hugo Sanchez talking about it on Football Picante. You know, and you yeah. know, after that, he he left America. He says, you know what, I'm not going to be dealing with with this type of you know amateur you know hour type <laughs> officiating. You know. <laughs> Yes. You know thank you. what? <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you. No, you know what, Ron? And, and it was because it was through our, through our, uh, our discussions back in the Big Soccer MX forums. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I grew up with that narrative, and it was it was a whole narrative that America was cheats and all that. And and but then when you go, if they were cheating, then how come they weren't getting the campeonatos? You know, why weren't they doing it when it matters? And um, that that's, it, that was that be because it makes for better TV. It makes for better TV. Uh, they're like Ric Flair, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the whole the, the whole bad guy you hate, you love the, to hate. The whole narrative of, of America was getting help with Russ basically yes. stems from this uh, incident Cotera, back in right? the. No, no, oh. it stems it stems back from a, from an incident. Yeah, from yeah, Jose Ramon, but it stems back from a, from a match played in the seventies, uh, America versus Puebla. And keep in mind that Jose, Ra, you know, he's from Puebla and stuff like that. Or he, you know, that's he was, true. I don't know. If, I don't know if he was born there, but I know that he he was raised there, and he has a soft spot for Puebla. Um, and uh, La Puente, if I'm not mistaken, had scored two or three goals, and they beat América three nothing or something. For some odd reason, the game had to be replayed, uh, and. That, that, sounds, to, that to... sounds an awful lot like that uh, Tampico Madero second leg. <laughs> <laughs> just to bring it up. Just yeah. to bring... So, 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 the, so the basically, the, that game had to get replayed, and America won. And obviously, those goals that El Pelón La Puente scores, he got, he got. Uh, they didn't count. They didn't count. So, so when you know La Puente went to when, when La Puente went to coach America. You know, La, you know, Jose threw a lot of dirt, you know, a lot of mud towards at La Puente. He's like, you know, how could you do this? 
you know, you're supposed to be a poblano, you gave the poblanos, you know, their first, you know, or their, you gave them two titles, you gave them el campeonísimo, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you're not supposed to go to the enemy after what they did to you, you know? So, you know, back in the 70s and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's really where... So Jose Ramon of, holds, like, 50-year-old grudges? He holds grudges, man. He's, you know, he's a vindictive bastard. That's crazy. Yeah. Have, so. have you have you guys seen pictures of La Puente when he was a younger player and he yeah. had long melena? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had but, that Hogan thing going on. You, a lot of people don't. A lot of people forget, but he was a really good. He was a really good goal scorer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He was, he was always well, I mean, coming up like second, second or third in the in the in the in the goal scoring charts. But that's what happens, man. Seventy four. 1974 qualifiers and they miss out. Yeah, so yeah, there are yeah. goals. There are goals, man. You had to have a come over back back in those days, you know, like <laughs> Bobby Charlton or or Bianchi and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but but that team missed out in in 74. Yeah, Came with yeah. the team in 90. So when I look at lists of like best ever players, yeah, you know, it, it's always a bond. It's always like fairly recent. Yeah. <laughs> You see all these players from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and it's you think there wasn't any anything good coming out. So you're from, in the middle of putting putting together a, a list of, uh, of of best players, aren't you? Your your best eleven or your your best roster? Sí, 15. Mejores 15 in cada posición, except for goalkeepers. Goalkeepers is top five. Oof. Top five. Ahorita no puedo hablar. Ya que salga, ya que salga, we'll. We'll promote it. It is, yeah. Now, hey, John, I wanted to ask you a question. Were you rooting for Chivas, or or were you wanting them to fail just so they could join the uh, <laughs> the fraternity of of uh, <laughs> you know the, the fraternity of, that of Mexican in? teams that failed in the, in the final? Yeah, like, like um, Pumas. No, I mean, I wasn't. I mean. Uh, honestly, chaser, the, the producer in me was man. It would be great for Chivas to lose because it would make it would make this show better. <laughs> but but you know I you know I was watching it with my wife uh, last night and then and then then Bradley uh, Bradley skied the uh, wait wait hang on a second he 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 sky he skied the penalty kick and yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken Ron if I'm not mistaken. I think it's actually, if I can find it, I think it's actually just, uh, it might be just outside here. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Yeah, just outside. Still bouncing now. I mean, I, I was happy for you just because, I mean, I like Almeida and I like some of the players. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, for you know, the, for folks to say, you know, MLS is, you know, playing a two por two, they are. There's no question, and I think that you know, within the next three years, I think MLS is going to win this tournament. And uh, they're probably, you know, you know, for for people to say that MLS has, is is on par, I think that what MLS would need to do is probably like win like four or five of these in a row. And no, and wait, well, you know what, John? I just wanna, I just wanna get on that one subject. We should see maybe it could be Galaxy or even the LAFC with a with a lot of uh, Mexican internationals, right? Competing, competing for that, you know, being in that final. Because because imagine. Imagine if this was Chivas versus Galaxy with with the Los Santos and Slatan, you know, it would have it would have had that much that much more uh, 
It would have gotten that much more attention. I mean, and to and, me, the, the the coolest part about the whole the way that the, the tournament played out was you had Mexico City, Guadalajara, Toronto, and New York all represented by 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 teams. I mean, you can't get any you know for North for 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 a North American tournament, you can't get any bigger than that. You know, the the, the four yeah. biggest you know markets yeah. in, in their in their respective countries. <clears throat> yeah, you know, like I've been saying, after the World Cup, I'm expecting. I'm expecting a couple internationals to end up in MLS. That's right. So you're you're, you're, you're team, expecting who are you expecting? Who are you expecting? Uh, well, Guardado. I think Guardado. Ochoa is another big possibility. Look, look. Remember, and 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 I know we were joking when we were talking about why would Bella go to MLS, and I was telling you he's going to be doing that first pitch at Dodger Stadium, and <laughs> just two days ago, was it? Yeah, but I saw it, that. I saw he's he's throwing the first pitch and he has his uh, custom custom made Doyer jersey. I mean, dude, who wouldn't want that man? Come he was on. wearing Ron Say's number, man. <laughs> well, but to give him the ten because he's he uses a ten when I leave. Well, but I understand, but you know that's that's the penguin. Hey, what? <laughs> hey, Hoyle, yes, Hoyle. What what's going down with uh, the Chivas, uh, uh, you know, uh, pay and stuff like that? Because honestly, oh. the when I when I read about when I heard about this, the first thing I thought about, and I think I posted it in our pri- in our private chat, was uh, yeah. the scenes from the movie uh, Semi Pro, <laughs> where uh, where he writes a check, but the but the <laughs> but the person can't cash it because it's one of those big checks, and it's like I t- you need to go to a big bank, you know, because they accept those big no, checks. That's right. <laughs> I can see Pulido. I, I can see that working on Pulido. <laughs> Yeah, and and when he makes that shot from like you know the halfway line, you know Will Ferrell. Oh shit! You know, no, he stepped on the line. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much Chivas, dude. <laughs> so that's no, on, but... honestly, that's the first thing I thought of. Was like, no, Vergara's ready. Like, man, game. we were Excellent. we were gonna give you bonuses, but we weren't expecting you to win. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You, you know what? And I've been talking about this for like over a year. Chivas doesn't have money. And I remember Profe Cambiarrayas was telling me like, well, how are they getting paid so much for Pulido and Pizarro? And I was like, because they just take on more loans, you know? And you see a lot of the big clubs in Europe do the same thing. When you look at a lot of these teams, they owe a lot of money, you know? They're in heavy debt with banks. Yeah, but... Uh... <clears throat> And, and for this, like, and for the life of me, I, you know, when, and I've told you this and I joked about it way back when. Yeah. I was like, Omni Life just like came out of nowhere. It did. You know? Yeah. And, they just saw the terrenos, like you said. They yeah. Just it's like, the, yeah. they came out of nowhere. And, 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 you know, like, for example, here in the United States, Herbalife, who used to sponsor, I don't know if they still sponsor the, the Galaxy. No, I don't think they do. No, Galaxy. I don't, but they did I mean, for the, a while. I mean, those guys, th- that company went to, went to the courts. And, you know, was sued and stuff like that. And, and like, after years and years of litigation, you know, I, I, uh, they said that it wasn't a, a, a Ponzi scheme, a pyramid scheme, you know? Yeah. But but in some countries, they do refer it as, as a pyramid scheme. Oh, it's it's still yeah. Herbalife homes. Yeah. So, so no. and it's like, you know, only life, you know, um, and I told you this way back when I was even living in Houston. I remember there was an only life uh, <coughs> uh, office. But every time I drive by. It was empty. It was almost like every day it was like empty. And he's like, dude, it's like, what does he sell? It's like, how are you making all this money? 
No, you you know what, Ron? And then there's also all, all of this extra cancha stuff that yeah. fans, we, we don't really pay attention to it. So, so for example, Jorge Vergara owned, he owned the land where the JVC Center yeah. is going to be built. And, and they paid all this money to to world-class architects to I build stadiums. That. Yeah, and, it's okay, which I think they're Oculus now, or I think, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, they paid, like, top money from architects from all over the world to do this, like, it was going to be this, this really impressive center, and the only thing that ever got built was the stadium. Yeah. And they were hoping that the stadium was going to impulse everything else, and it didn't, because, you know, it, it, it rarely gets full. But the other thing that people don't, I mean, you know, we don't think about or, or it's it's um the road. So it's off ways from Guadalajara. So there's only like one road going into that place. Yeah. And I then mean, the city, the city didn't even want to pay for it. So I, yeah, think, I, I think they had to, Bergara had to pocket to pay. And it's, it's a clusterfuck going there and coming out. So yeah, people I don't mean, like you know, you know, Pern, Pern, Pern used to get on me about this back in the day, you know, because he thought that I was that I would, you know, that I was making this stuff up, yeah. and I was like, dude, all you have to do no. is turn into Noticiero Deportes, True. you know, late at night, and this is before, obviously, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. they 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 made, they had they showed reports and stuff like that, and they actually had you know actual do- documents and stuff like that of how they weren't paying, you know, the the, the, the water bill, they weren't paying the property taxes, they weren't yeah. paying, you know, they, they no, weren't, they, they, they didn't even pay the. Uh, the uh, permitting fees and stuff like that. So I mean, they were years behind. I yeah, guarantee had... you that Ch- that 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 Chivas yeah. wasn't the only company in Mexico that was doing that. Well, that's true. That's true. But but still, I mean, you know, Chivas, you know, the, and they had to borrow money for the stadium because they didn't have money to build the stadium, so they borrowed from Slim. And up until recently, they were still paying them back. So and, and, you and also. And also remember the uh, the uh, facilities that they that they sold, which technically they weren't allowed to sell it because it belonged to uh, because the way the way when something is owned by a nonprofit and then and then you know even that was shady the way you know that I got it did that <laughs> but like the proceeds like the proceeds from that from that uh, complex it's like where did the money go to. <laughs> Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I just, I no. just cannot believe that they're having money problems. No, well, I mean, look, the stadium. They, they built a stadium that they shouldn't have built because they didn't have money for it. And then on top of the stadium, they had to build the roads. Sixty million transfers, <laughs> yeah. allegedly. And then, yeah, and then let's not forget how much money Angelica was. She was embezzling funds. She was taking Allegedly. money out and using it for. <laughs> no, it, it was because um the court ruled in favor, so the, the court ruled on it and and they took away power from her to. You know, and and we can't and we can't forget we cannot forget that that Chivas TV did not meet its revenue expectations. Well, that was the other <laughs> things because because um so Chivas was trying to side with with um what's the dude from Pachuca's name Martinez Ma- Martinez yeah Jesus Martinez. Uh, so he he was trying to join, you know. Um, Higuera was trying to join the group of Pachuca, which which was also Slim, who was financing the stadium. He he was, I think he was behind the loans. So they were trying to they were trying to jump on that train, 
and and you had the new TV station coming out, which was Claro TV, Claro yeah. owning, which Claro is the company owned by Slim. Slim, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, and, and televised. Now, do you think do you think this could be a ploy by Vergara, you know, rich man, play, you know, uh, crying poor? No, so, no, no. So, so when when it comes time to you know renovate contracts and stuff like that, you know. No, te, Televisa late the SmackDown run. Come on, Televisa came in. <laughs> Televisa saw what was going on and they laid the SmackDown it, and yeah. they pretty much put everyone in their corner, man, including Grupo Pachuca. Had to bend the knee and kiss <laughs> the did. ring, dude. They did. <laughs> they did. We. They did, and Chivas was like, "Go snap." It's real now because, hey, I mean, hey, Televisa's hey, pool goes deep, man. They're like hey, the Hydra. You, you cut one head, but there's like five other ones. And and, and that's what happened with, with them. Um, with, with Chivas started getting um, all these, all these um, from the Profeco. Which yeah. Is, yeah, am I saying it right? Yeah. They started, getting, they started getting all these fans from Profeco because their service was pretty bad. You know, people were complaining about losing the feed. And all that. Yeah. So they were in the... Like, you're right. I mean, the ladies that, you know, took it pretty, you know, they were hard on both uh, father and son, you know, the, the Charlie son and father, too. No, no, mercy. no and, and, and we saw it recently with, with Pachuca where they were starting to do the, the news reports on uh, on the city. Yeah. And and how they were giving them tax breaks and custody. Yeah. You know, it was on the people's money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, so then Pachuca was like, all right, man, all right, mercy, mercy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, you don't mess with Televisa. And, they, and and we saw that they won the battle because the big boat to renew the contracts for the national team. Yeah, it was a, it was a miracle that they found they, that clause right before. They, <laughs> yes, this America. is the, the FTV, man. Yeah, man, so Televisa's, they're the, they're the big dog right there, man. There's no denying it. And, and I, I, I even call that one, dude, because it's like, they know, they, they know how to play the system, you know? Yeah. They, they, they well, they don't the know system. how to play the system. They are the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they makes it a little the cheat codes, huh, John? <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little easier. That's right. No, but, but see, this is the other thing that Chivas took a big gamble. So, so basically, they were in Televisa. So if you're Chivas, you're in Televisa, and and they're showing your game. You you have um, I think it's 11 million, which was the the how many people would see the match, the week. That was that was the rating, 11 million. <clears throat> and then they 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 opt out. They go to Chivas TV, and you're like anywhere between 150k to 500k. So you're a sponsor. You're not going to give Chivas the same money you were giving them to reach 11 million viewers. You're just not, you know. And next Which year, Chivas has like five or six sponsors. They're so, they're going to look like Monterrey next year. Yeah. No. Well, that's they, why they started losing, and even Bimbo was consuming. They had a 20 million dollar lawsuit because Chivas was all of a sudden they changed. You know, which, which, which is, is the exactly they went what back. we said was going to happen when they went to Chivas TV. I mean, they, they couldn't launch that, you know, in a half-ass way that they did. And, mm-hmm. you know, so all these money problems, I mean, frankly, just aren't that surprising now. I think that yeah. they can, that, that the stadium, can John? help Mr. Vergara find his checkbook to pay the players. But 
Well, uh, well, that's another one, the stadium, because Angelica, even though she had been embezzling funds and she had lost like power, she still owned stock. So they they changed the name. So it wasn't Omni Life for a long time. It was just called Chivas Stadium. That's right. But that whole that whole year, that's a lot of money you lost. No, yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I mean, they they are. They had some issues. Yeah, it's just recent that became Akron. And uh, so who knows? And, and you said Akron is, is owned by the Mexloop folks. So. Mexloop, yeah. yeah. Full circle, man. Yeah. The Martinez Garza family, which used to be the um, promotora who used to control Chivas. So they're still there, man. I, I bet they're still... They'll take over the team if need be, you know? Because you got old families like De La Torres and, and even Leaños and all these old... De La Torres. Old, no, because they're there. They're, they're old Guadalajara families. Oh, and they're all money. They're all money, John. They'll, they'll come in when the time is right and and wrestle the power away. Vergara's new there. He's, he's they were calling him the huicho, you know? He's he is muy corriente. Which is, they, well, they, they, for those that don't remember the, the novela, what was el premio mayor? With Huicho Dominguez, he wins the lottery. And he's I only remember los, 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 los ricos también lloran. That, that was one of the best. <laughs> that was before... I only, but, re- I only remember Carusel, and that, that's only a couple of Oh, man. Did, did you identify with Cirilo? <laughs> trying, trying to get at my Joaquina, or was it? No. Yeah, you were not. I also, I also did love uh, <laughs> Dos Mujeres Un Camino when it was being yeah. advertised oh, yeah. during the World Cup with, with awesome, Eric Estrada. With Eric yeah. Hell yeah. He's living the life, man. Yeah. He had those mujeres in un camino. You know, he was he was he was playing. It was the original Bachelor. And he was best friends with Bronco, dude. That's right. <laughs> oh man, That's, yeah. So you drive a big rig, and you have different girls in different counties. Does uh, does Chivas get out of this little this little problem that they're in? <clears throat> You know, I don't know, man. I don't know, because this happened a bunch of times, you know. It happened, this is like, what, the fourth time, maybe? Who knows? Who knows? But there's always someone willing to take the reins. And we're seeing already with Akron, the people from Akron, and then the, the people with um, Slim. You know? What of, uh, Would you be okay with oil money coming in or Asian money coming in? Well, that's what, oh. No, no. Who not really, but I mean, ¿qué vas a hacer, man? Wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't Club de Cuervos secretly owned by a Chino at one point? <laughs> I think in the last season. The last season. I, I need to That's rewatch. A great it. Show. That's a great show. It is. Man. I've, I've never watched. I've never oh, watched dude, it. Ron, you would love it. You would absolutely love it. You just go start Half watching of it, it right is now. Chivas, yeah. Yeah, it would it would crack you up. The guy's terrific. I forget what the actor's name is, but he's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of those like you know shows that I do want to watch because I've I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but I just haven't had the time to watch it. No, that that guy is very talented. He's also in a movie called. Uh... Is that about the 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 corruption, like the president? You know. Nosotros los nobles, I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I do need to watch that movie you recommended, John. Kentucky Fried. Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's in my queue list because 
I mean, airplane. So then oh, yeah, it yeah, this predates see. airplane. It predates airplane. They're, 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 I know, but if it's the same people, then it's must. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was their first movie. It was their first movie. That's probably yeah. the funniest movie I've watched. As far as laughs, it just has me laughing. You know, one scene after the next. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, gentlemen, we should. Uh, we should probably. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we've, we've gone. We've gone to the tenth. To the tenth. Tenth. The, the goalies. The goalies have kicked penales. Even the goalies. That's right. They kicked. They kicked their second penal. When I was uh, in Paris, I was watching the the end of the African Nations Cup. It was uh, Ghana against Ivory Coast, I think it was, and uh, it it went it went to thirteen kicks to to decide the champ. It was. I remember watching. I was watching it with my French, my French Monsieur, uh, the Colonel, and uh, we were both looking at each other. I have, we've neither neither of us had ever seen anything like that before. We were like, oh my god, thirteen million. Anyway, Shit. I don't know why I brought that up. One question, John. Yes. Do you think uh, Salah, Mo Salah, oh. is uh, a contender for? Uh, FIFA Player of the Year. I think if he has a good, like if he if he takes Egypt to the quarterfinals, let's say, then absolutely. But I mean, I, he'll certainly be a finalist. Uh, you know, I think Mosada has been has been out. I mean, he's terrific. He's, he's been he's had an outstanding season. Well, obviously, I, I mean, there's no yeah. obviously the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. But for 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 me personally, I'm kind of like. You know, because I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep getting tweets and notifications about oh, Mosala and Mosala this and Mosala that and Mosala this, and I'm like, you know, the guy's what, 25, 26 years old now, right? And uh, I mean, I, he, he could be another Gareth Bale, you know, he, he could. Well, he's definitely. I mean, if if he scores four goals in the World Cup, he's he's going to. I mean, there ain't no doubt in my mind, he's going to go to Real Madrid. Now the thing about Mosada to me is, you've had a great first year. What do you what do you do next year? Follow it up. If, exactly. if he follows it up with like thirty goals, and yeah, I think that he's. Like, it's, it's like to, to me. To me, it's it's kind of like almost. It's a slap in the By face. Wait, four, four goals might not be enough, John. Luis Hernandez scored four goals you know, in France '98. For for me, it's a slap in the face that you know to give you know to give you know this guy uh, uh, you know the World Player of the Year, knowing that Iniesta or Xavi, who to me. Are you know the, the, some of the best footballers of all time? Right. You know because uh, and and I and I used to say this before. You know, like you could you could take you know Ronaldinho out, you could take Deco out, you can take you know Samuel Ato out, you can play you know you can take you know Messi out and stuff like that. But the constant you know the 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 the, the, the backbone of of what kept that you know machine going was those two players in right. the middle, and, and obviously being supported by Pujols, you know. Uh, with the center back and Rafa, you know, even Rafa Marquez and stuff like that. But it's like, for me, it's like, dude, I don't know. It's just like, you know, I, I was watching, you know, a little bit of the of the game and it's like, dude, they're really pumping this guy up, you know? Well, he had a good game. Though. I mean, he scored two goals. Oh, yeah, he, he did. I, I, I'm not denying, obviously, I'm not denying, you know, that he, you know, obviously he's had a great, great, you know, season. But You know, it, it reminds me, of, I mean, I remember Frank Lampard had, when he was with Chelsea, had a, had a terrific season where I think I think he may have been named. So I mean I don't think there's I don't think it's necessarily a slap in the face to 
to uh, Iniesta and Xavi. And I, I do think that, that they probably should have won it at some point in their careers. I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. But but to me, I, I mean, I, again, I mean, I think I think for, for, for Mo Salah, uh, you know, ha- have a good World Cup and then do it again next year, and and, and you know, then then we can start thinking about you as as yeah as, as elite as, exactly. But yeah. but what he's done this season it has been has has been outstanding. I mean, it really has, and it's been and uh, and you know, on top of it all, I mean, he's like he's really fun to watch. I mean, he's I mean, he's really fun to watch. And then you think that, he's funner? Do you think he was funner to watch than uh, Luis, Luis Suarez when he was tearing or when he was with, with Liverpool? Because I enjoyed, uh, I really, I enjoyed, you know, Luis Suarez, you know, more, you know, when he was at Liverpool than than Salah. You know, I just, you know, Luis Suarez was just doing amazing things. Yeah, no, they both. I mean, they they both were. I mean, it was. I mean, you know, and and when Nino Torres was at Liverpool. Yeah. You know, and then that's why you know, people say, well, you know, why would they send the, they why would they uh, sell them? And they, you know, Liverpool, you know, they if someone makes them a good enough offer, you know, Salah is as good as gone. I mean, because they can get whoever they want. I mean, that's just you know, there, there's a reason why Liverpool had that patch on their shirts that said five um, during the Champions. I mean, they've you know they are you know once they get going, you know, they are part of the royalty as far yeah. as European. Uh, club teams, because I mean, I mean, for years, I remember when I was a kid, and I would look at the, the 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 the, the tables on Sunday. We would get the tables only on Sunday, in, in the newspaper, and Liverpool was always on top. I mean, for now, we just remember just looking at it as a kid. I just remember, wow, Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool no, I, I remember that as a kid. I mean, three things I knew about Liverpool: one, that it was a store; two, that that's where the Beatles were from; and 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 at the time when I grew up, Liverpool was like you said, it was royalty in European. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that a tienda also in Mexico City? Liverpool, yeah, it's uh, the the departments. Yeah. <laughs> My parents did a commercial for them way back, way back in the day. Oh, nice. They tell were us, doing. Tell a, us more, John. They were doing a waltz. <laughs> it was uh, like they, they were in, in in a like a it was one of those rooms that has the white soffits on the on, on the sieves on the sides. So it's like a, it's like almost like an infinity room. Like all you see is white. Like there's no edges. And it was a bunch of people, you know, dancing the waltz in there. They were, I'm not sure what it was for, but they were dancing the waltz. Back, back when I remember, it was, it was a, it was more of a, you know, high end store. Is it still a high end store? Or? Oh well, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, it was. There's Liverpool. There's Palacio de Hierro. There's Paris, Londres. Yeah, yeah. John, when he when he goes to Mexico City, it's just Liverpool, Sanborns. That's not. <laughs> I used to go to Sanborns all the time to get oh, dude, I magazines, still go to but I, yeah. I went a few times. But, but they don't have the selection. That they, well, that's not their fault because, like you know, no one's making damn magazines anymore. My uh, grandparents the, met at Sanborns in the thirties. Oh snap! Oh, snap. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> and John, <laughs> wow. is, is John trying to tell us Kaini Veles? John is Indio de los Finos. No le voy a discutir con usted. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Yeah, good time All to, right, uh, man, Ron. to wrap it up. We'll, uh, but, but you know, we'll we'll get back next week back to our World Cup stuff. I'm hoping to have. Uh, oh yes, yeah, right. Our our, our our friend and and fellow uh, missionario Kit McConaughey join us to talk Argentina. Because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I know you guys have been following the Libertad, but isn't isn't uh, River? They're they're very much alive in the Libertadores right now, aren't they? Yeah. I would have to consider that if if they're like in semifinals, they would have to be the favorites, just because again, because of who they are. Yeah, so, man. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do a little a little research on that so that. Uh, 
You know what? What I do want to find, Ron, is that song you were telling me about that the that the Volca fans sang to to to, to River Plate. Oh, that's the the Sigma Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's no, that's, a that's great Ron's one. favorite. He In was fact, setting it up for Chivas. Exactly. Do you remember I remember that. that. Oh yeah. Ron wouldn't let me forget because I, I was always against. You know, I, I never liked you know with you know Mexicans you know copying Argentine you know songs and stuff like that. But I said I was going to make it uh, that I would make an make exception. An exception. And instead of saying, you know, River, decime, que se siente, it's like, obviously, you use the Mexican, like, dime, you know, Chivas, que se siente, dime, que se siente, you know, and stuff like that. But I, I, would, I would have copied that song, you know, for Chivas, if, but a damn, but I made it turn it around. Hey, I, I made it turn You know what? I, I want to do this rant again, and it's, it's they, they get all that from their songs. You know, Fito Paez is one of the main ones. <laughs> <laughs> Pito Pais was the, the Idala Alegria Mi Corazon and you know they, they get a lot of the, the, the rhythms and a lot of the the chorus lines from, from some of those songs and it's like out of, out of Latin America Mexico has one of the most you know it's the Hollywood extensive catalogs man and, it and is, we're not using them it's, I know. it's rare that they use them the if, music if industry listen, and, and, and like you know, Mexico, Mexico is the Spanish Hollywood. You know, it's the Hollywood of the Spanish-speaking yeah. world. So you're right. It's like it's like why wouldn't we use our own pop culture, our own you know, uh, even our folk music? Or, yeah, you know, we, we got stuck. We got stuck at Celito Lindo, which was was, was a Spaniard singing it first. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait a minute, you know, and and we took that, and and there's like way more songs. We have just. Way more. So if you, and we played them a few times. From uh, there's this, there's this group from Monterrey, Tres Tis, Triste. Ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah. a tongue twister for me. Tres Tristes Tigres. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Three sad tigers. Tres Tristes Tigres. And dude, they don't make fun. They always, you could YouTube them and and don't make fun of, because uh, they like soccer too, and and they always take popular songs and they, they flip them around and yes yes John. <laughs> see this part right here why, why don't the Chivas fans chant that I'm telling you man it would sound so cool chant arriba las Chivas no the the ay 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 imagine the whole stadium oh. doing that Joel when they're winning yeah and, and there used to be something similar John I don't know where it started but the Brazilians and the Chilenos started doing it uh, I remember Crusade on Colo Colo fans. Uh, they would sing Guadalajara instead, instead of what? No, 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 no. It, it was a chant. It was like, oh, man, I can't remember it, but it was pretty catchy. And it was from like a song and, and it was like a chorus. And I remember hearing the Crusado songs and then I don't know if it was so Catholic or Colo Colo and they were, they were singing it too. I don't know if it started in Argentina. Most of those songs started in Argentina, which you had like a Boca Junior saying, uh, you know. It was probably Chile, dude, because <laughs> they actually have mariachi festivals. Yeah. You know, believe it or not. <laughs> no. Now, I have to admit that uh, that as much as I, I, hate, I, hate, I hate to admit it, I really do like this song. <laughs> it's a good song. You know, it's catchy. I mean, that song is what, like, fifty years old? No, I it's actually, it was no, catchy, it's, actually it's it's actually from the eighties. Oh, okay, 80s. so it's so it's 
30 when years. they re, when they rebrand uh, yeah they rebranded it and stuff like that. it's late do, 70s early 80s no i think it is from the early 80s because that's when they do you remember the chiquiti boom song for carta blanca yeah oh yeah oh man i wrote and, and, about and, and, that rbd did a try to do a mundial commercial singing that same song no, but, I, need, know, I need to pat you, myself in the back right now, gentlemen. And you know the, you I wrote know about the Chickity Boom song, and it got printed in the English press. <laughs> but you know yeah, the history behind printed. that, right? Chickity Boom? Yeah. Was that no, about I was the, talking the... about the girl dancing. With no, 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 no yeah, yeah, yeah. She was awesome. She was awesome. I, I forget her name. She's a Spanish actress. Uh, actress I thought she was Costa Rican. Was she? I don't no, know. No, no. She's, she's, Spanish. she's Spaniard. No, but that chickity boom, chickity uh, boom. You know, that's actually uh, uh, that, that's actually an America chant. Uh, oh, it was. I mean, what's that? No, no, I'm saying it was. I'm, I'm... Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, one of the I forget who who wrote it, but uh, it, it was like they were traveling to Guatemala and stuff like that, and and basically he just you know when they were on the train or whatever they they sat down. Oh, the and they wrote, train. They, What's that? Yeah, I had to do something with the train, and next thing you know, when they when they started, you know, playing it over there in in, in Guatemala, the you know the local fans they they liked it. Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get late. <laughs> <laughs> Chiquiti boom! That was one of the first chants I remember. So it was like Mexico '86, and that girl yeah. was only on for a few seconds, but she became famous. She's well, she cut off her. She uh, she you know after that she she was in those uh, I think she appeared like in two. Sexy comedias with like Alfonso Saez and <laughs> that's, no, that's well, I, I, you know, I participated. There was this. Uh... You were in a sexy comedia? Is this? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, which one, no, no. I wish I was. I wish I was. Los albañiles. Los albañiles. I wish I was. El chalan chaman. El chalan. No, no, no. I would be los albañiles. El Doing, doing drywall. No, um. I was asked to participate in this, like, it, it was like for the World Cup, but it was this guy that was going to be printed in England. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I wrote about Chiquiti Woman. At first, I wasn't taking it serious. I, I didn't know. I didn't know how serious it was until I saw some of the writers, which was actual writers from, like, The Guardian and 442. And, and I was like, oh, man, what, what did I send, you know? Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm talking about La Chiquiti Boom and her dancing and and she had big boobs and, all. <laughs> and I was like, oh man! And they actually they actually use my stuff on on the on the headline. You know when they when they put like 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 the stuff that you could read about. Yeah, yeah, right. I was like, oh damn! <laughs> I was like, never mind. It, it probably worked out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I forget. It's, it was like four years ago. It was. Play it, John. Play it. Gratis. So I, I, I was, I was going to play this one for you. No, you I'm supposed to get a, a copy of the pamphlet, man. <laughs> the booklet. <laughs> Um, I did have a, I did have a new one. I don't think I've played this. Let's see what where is if I can. I don't even have it labeled. I, don't, I have no idea what this is. El America oh. es una mierda. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. 
That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his, his pronunciation is very good. I mean, it's, it's really very eloquent. El América es una mierda. The roses are very nice. Today. I like that. All right. Well, gentlemen, right. it's probably a good time to, since it's, we've been on for three hours. All right, gentlemen, to wrap up the show. But, uh, thanks for coming on. Mande, ¿qué pasó? El yo no sabe despedirse. I mean, I've been trying to despedir me for like a past hour. All right. But just All as right. I was going to do it, both of y'all hopped on. That's all right. That was good, though. It's, it was, it, it's, like, it's, it's like different stages of the show. We had the, the Chivas love fest that we had earlier with uh, with Rigo, and then Dan and I got talked a little. We were very optimistic in our comments, and then y'all came on and, uh, you know, have a little more desmadre than, than we normally do. It was, it was fun. It was good. But anyway. Uh, glad to have you guys. Uh, uh, Ron, thank you for hopping on. I know that you're very busy with your schedule, so we do appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, guys. And and, and Joel, same to you. I know that you had a very busy night tonight. So and again, yes, crazy ass, John. Just just one last time, Joel. Just just one last time. Yes. I do think that you need to find that oh, as, a, as, as a ring. At, at least at least when one of your chivarmanos sends you a text. No, no. That, 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 should, that, that should play when you get the text. Did uh, Cambiarrayos, uh, did he uh, celebrate or is he still Pachuca? He, I don't think he even showed up. He's I'm so Pachuca confused. Then. He's still Pachuca. <laughs> He's so confused. I don't think he came on. No, I thought, right. I thought he was done with Pachuca because uh, he, the, the, he's no longer with that, with that company. And, and, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, that, that's that was right. That. So his, uh, they, they were sending him to Pachuca. He actually went few times to take his players and try out for right i remember remember we, we talked to him because he actually he actually drank the kool-aid at the uh, he on, saw on, yeah on, on the practice fields he got the tour man but but he's no longer <laughs> with that organization so i, I, I don't think that he's as, as cambia raya as he used to be but you know once you get the name and, yeah, it, <laughs> it sticks yeah it sticks <laughs> so it it is it is what it is. Just like just like Chiquis is el cambia gatos. Whenever whenever Tigres starts playing well, he, yeah, Leon is negros. Whoever. disappeared, man. Leon is negros. They are still in in the uh, sense of I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, they might they might join the league right in time for the no relegation. Uh, That's period. right. That's right. And they're saying the other team might be San Luis, which is Atletico San Luis now because they're owned by Atletico Madrid. What a shock. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting <clears throat> that uh, Mexico's last qualifier was played in San Luis, a stadium that hasn't seen a first division game in like four or five years. Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Anyway. It's just coincidence, John. Yeah, yeah very interesting. All right, gentlemen, we'll do this again next week. Again, congratulations to all the Kios fans who are listening to whatever portion of the show that you decide to listen to. Well, appreciate that. Yes. ¿Qué pasó? No, no, I'm saying that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Oh, you said a huevo. I see. Sí. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, fair enough. So uh, this is John Jagu. Uh, very happy that you guys joined us today here on the Cantina MX podcast. We will do this again next week. Like I said, hopefully we'll have uh, – our good friend Kit McConaughey will come on and he'll tell us all about uh, Argentina and their chances and, and he'll give us uh, a Libertadores update, especially if his beloved 
Ripley. Now, if you think there, I, I need that's when it comes to me. I mean, if y'all remember Kit's story about how he became a River fan, where the president of the oh yes, I of did. the team got personal got I mean, in the field. Come on, you know. Yes. I just saw I just saw Cabinho on TV scoring goals. You know, that's all I needed to get hooked. You know, I didn't have to have you know the yeah, Cabinho. Cabinho show up at your birthday party, exactly. give you a signed jersey, exactly. and then you fucking and you play a cascarita with your friends at the same. That's right. That's right. All I needed to do was just watch him score a goal. That's all I needed for me to do. I have to go through that whole shit deal. Yeah. So we'll 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 have Kit on. We'll and we'll and we'll talk about it that. And then I'm hoping to have some other folks on. That uh, some folks that you guys may know. But uh, I'll keep Tom, on that. Amigo Tom. Oh, that's right. That actually, I, I did reach. Out, I did reach out to uh, an, Eng- an an England fan. Yes. Uh, a fan of England who. Uh, who, uh, you know, he wants to remain, I don't know, I'm not sure if he wants to remain an object, but we're thinking about doing a thing where I want to bring the uh, the trash-talking Juanita, who, who knows really not, nothing about soccer, and have her listen to us describe a painful loss, whether it's a World Cup loss, whether it's England or Mexico, and have her guess which one, which country, which, which national team lost that way. Oh, that's and, good. And, 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 and see, how, see how she does. When we have uh, when we have Tapatio Tom come on, so hopefully, hopefully, yeah, it's good. Tapatio Tom, I like that. Yeah. That would be a great handle. <laughs> That's actually a great Twitter handle. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you all for joining us. We will do this again uh, next week. Uh, uh, thanks to uh, Rigo Ayala and Daniel Preciado and uh, and Chiquis uh, Albert Campa who joined us on earlier. My name is John Jagum. We'll talk to you guys next week here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Thank you very much.